Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here this Wednesday, about an hour later than usual, but I do appreciate you joining us. We're going out to Telegram today as well, successfully, uh, looks like so far. So uh, welcome if you're joining us on Telegram. Do appreciate it. Uh, of course, you can watch us on Odyssey. You can watch us on Rumble. You can watch us on, what else can you watch on? VK. Uh, of course, through our websites, redice.tv and redicemembers.com. We go out to Float as well, and I do believe we go out to brand new tube. So, uh, you know, take your pick. Uh, we'll get out to place, uh, plenty of places, so if something uh, you know, happens uh, uh, during the stream, you do have options uh, as well. Uh, anyway, I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. Uh, it is, what is it here, uh, November 24th, 2021. It is uh, crazier than, than ever. Uh, it's, you, think, you think you can't, you know, you think it can't be topped. Uh, but then uh, then the world, the clown world keeps spinning on and it just gets worse and worse. Uh, and we'll talk about some of that here today, uh, specifically tied to some of the courts. It might have been a little bit of a, a you know, white pill here with, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse and so forth. Uh, when was that last week? I guess, uh, was it Friday he was acquitted? Was it Friday? I think it was Friday, right? And uh, and then, of course, right after that, uh, we had the Charlottesville trial, uh, you know, which went uh, against the uh, uh, defendant for the um, uh, the prosecution, right? That they they, they, they <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it soon. It just uh, it's what can you say about it? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, Charlottesville. So those people there uh, have to pay a bunch of money, basically, if they even have any. I mean, it's you know we'll see what happens next. Uh, and then you have the Arbery case where uh, the th- where three white men, they're very, very important to point this out, three white men, uh, you know, convicted, guilty of murder uh, in the, uh, 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 is it Ahmed or uh, Ahmed Arbery trial? Uh, and then, of course, you have the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, which is not even being, I mean, there's hardly any news stories about it. I mean, the jury selection has started already, and I think like Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday, I think it is, Monday or Tuesday next week, uh, November 29th, we're going to bring in Ghislaine Maxwell herself. And that case begins, and as far as I know, there will be no you know, video conference. There won't be at all the focus like it is on the Rittenhouse case. And although that's an important thing, that's just like one, you know, one person. Sure, it's wider scope, of course, very, very important when it comes to self-defense and stuff. But that was literally just refuted in the Charlottesville trial. If you thought it was a good, you know, upside, an upswing to the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, uh, like yes, it means you know, this, it's a win for self-defense. It, it, absolutely, the opposite in the other case. Sure, it's a civil suit; is a little bit different, etc. But, but still, right? Uh, symb- all these things are symbolic, right? Uh, and of course, then. You have just the treatment of the terrorist attack by the anti-white BLM supporter uh, in uh, Waukesha, right? And the fact that he ends up on like, <laughs> he's like, he's not denied bail. They, they set bail, uh, albeit somewhat high. And although I think Wisconsin a little bit different than many other states, many other states you have to present what, uh, 10, you have to present 10% of the bail that's posted. In Wisconsin, I think you have to. I think I read this. You have to post up the full bail, um, but still, this this literally means you could have the Hollywood pedophiles coming out of the woodwork, starting a bail fund, just like they did after the George Floyd riots and all that stuff in 2020, uh, and, and bail them out. <laughs> it's essentially it's, it's it's outrageous, right? So we'll talk about that, and we're also going to talk a bit about. The energy, uh, oil and gas, the restrictions on that, the vaccine mandates, how that's leading to uh, this is Biden's insane policies here. 
which is going to impact the uh, trucking, you know, uh, supply uh, shipping thing, which is in and of itself is going to be uh, heading into the food supply system. And as we're going to 2020, uh, that's going to be the big issue. Basically, it's, it's going to be food. We, we, we've heard from some outlets now, media outlets, when it comes to COVID and stuff. I mean, they have vaccinated. And of course, they'll continue to push for, you know, boosters and stuff. And of course, the requirements there are, are, are you know, still going to be in effect and so forth. But you see some outlets talking about, you know, they're, they're oh, the, the flu season is going to be back here in 2022 and it's going to be worse, uh, scientists predict. Um, and it's, you know, even um, Dr. Fauci himself, I believe, said not too long ago, well, it will be basically it'll be over here soon. Uh, you know, we believe there won't be unless there's any other. Was, was that Bill Gates? Maybe it was Bill Gates. It's, it's just a blur uh, when it comes to these uh, uh, these snakes with glasses. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it, unless there's a, a surprise you know, surprise <laughs> strain or something, it'll basically be over. So don't worry about it. And then, you know, then there's the smallpox and then there's the, you know, the food supply chain and stuff. So, so you know, the, 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 the end, the summation here before we even head into this is basically, you know, this is a we're, we're a conquered civilization now uh, on, on multiple fronts. When it comes to the vaccination of our children and, of course, we're going to push, push that down in, in the ages here soon. It's going to be as young uh, not only a, a six-month-year-old, the trials are, have begun now, right? Uh, but newborns, COVID mRNA shots for newborns, right? We're being replaced. They're killing off our young. We're being sterilized. Effectively, our food supply is going to be shut, you know, closed off. Uh, they, they've con- they've conquered us. It's it's a done deal, basically. Uh, doesn't mean that everything is over. Doesn't mean that it, we're all you know we're all screwed. Uh, depending on what happens, some of us might be. It's not a it's not a light issue here, but uh, you know there's there, these are opportunities and so forth. There's there's uh, during this reshuffle, that's actually something which is good. At the end of the day, I believe this can't go on in this way. This clown, this this very non heterosexual clown world, clown world that we live in, it just can't go on like this. Something has to give, and it looks like the uh, the globalists are uh, firing the, the, the first uh, 5,000 shots here, and we'll, we'll see if we fire one back. And, and, you know, if that happens, all hell will break loose. All right, so plenty to go into here today. Uh, plenty to go into, as usual, of course. If you do want to uh, join us today, entropystream.live slash TV. That's a good uh, way. Uh, we do read your super chats uh, on the air. And, of course, uh, I'll see a couple of you over there. Thank you so much. I'll get to those in just a moment. Cointree is open as well. If you prefer crypto... Uh, you can attach a super chat or a message, you know, uh, to uh, some of the currencies over there, like uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Dash. Uh, I got, th- I think it's from the same person. I just want to say thank you if you're watching for the Dash uh, donation. I think the last one you did, I missed that was like a couple of shows back. Uh, would be great to have shorter videos back. Sometimes the two-hour streams are just too much. Yeah, I know everyone can't watch it. Uh, oh, you can watch it in piecemeal. Usually we kind of bake in one topic after another, you know, in that way. If I had more time, I would cut everything up and upload, you know, individual thing. And we do that occasionally, of course. Uh, but not always. Not as much as I'd like. Um, but thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Okay, so let me do a couple of these entropy here and then we'll get to uh, get to the topics of course uh, and by the way if, if I say so myself very good weekend warrior show here uh, over the weekend to upload a little bit late Tuesday there was a lot of editing in this one uh, but actually very important it was the three first topic three four, four, four first topics of how they tied in it, again it's a kind of a follow-up you know these are 
is, is just a chain of, you know, these as we do these shows, one topic weaves into another and it's just an, an update and continuation on them really. But the control of the global food supply, a very important a new program was launched uh, at the COP26 uh, conference, the, the Climate Alarmist Conference over in Scotland. Uh, Bill Gates, of course, as usual, the usual suspects at the forefront of this called Aim for Climate, uh, Agricultural Innovation Mission for Climate. It's basically their attempt to uh, transform the global food supply in order to take control of it, obviously. Very important topics uh, in this one, so definitely check that out. Uh, the Great Narrative, if you didn't hear about that yet, Klaus Schwab was uh, in uh, the United Arab Emirates where they launched this great, the Great Narrative. Uh, literally on how to write, invent, imagine, and design the future. It's a long presentation. We looked at uh, the, the introduction video that Klaus Schwab did with the, what's his name again? Al, Al uh, Garawi or something? The uh, UAE, I'm not sure if he's a spokesperson. I forget what, what position he has, but uh, he's, he's up there in the, uh, the, the kingdom. Uh, there in uh, <clears throat> the newly minted uh, nation of uh, UAEs. Created in 1971. We'll go through some of that in the show. Pretty good stuff. All right. Uh, let me do this. Den Mother says over on Entropy Stream, uh, all aboard the North Idaho train, safe neighborhoods for the wind, plan to arrive in um, uh, in Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene early next year. Well, that's awesome. Good, uh, good, uh, good news. Congratulations. Let us know when you're over here. Um, that's great. Uh, at first, I thought you were waiting out the, uh, the Greater Idaho project. That seems to be moving ahead, too, by the way. I appreciate the links you sent on that. Uh, very important. It was a majority people apparently in, I think, in Idaho were okay with this. You know, future uh, future uh, nation here as things are being carved up. Of course, you want uh, more territory, I guess, right? So not a bad idea. Uh, RN Jim says, Gates said, watch out for that eradication in nature smallpox. Watch out for that eradicated, sorry, eradicated, eradicated in nature smallpox. No reason. Yeah, they yeah they try to claim that it's um, it's disappeared. We've conquered the, the the disease, right? And then they just find uh, vials with smallpox in a in a Merck facility in outside of Philadelphia. I know, but it's it's you know we've conquered it. But we got to keep some for weaponization, of course. Um, thank you, Orange Jim says. Flying Dutchman, thank you for the donor says uh, Invictus. Indeed, thank you. Appreciate that. All right. So I thought we could do something. Uh, a little, uh, I guess, a little lighter here first before getting into some of the heavy topics. I'm not sure if you, I gotta celebrate some of the uh, Mer Norse Bros. Uh, if you didn't, uh, <laughs> if you didn't know about it already, uh, there was some uh, paper out, new uh, study here that actually this year, this year, 2021, uh, it's exactly a thousand years ago uh, since Leif Eriksson and his Norse Viking crew. Uh, set their, as far as we know, set their first foot on uh, Newfoundland, on the American, North American continent. And of course, we do have a settlement there that they found back in, was that the 70s or 80s they found that, uh, Newfoundland? Uh, something like that. There's a, uh, <clears throat> there, there it is right there. And of course, you can visit that. Uh, Lay Fix on Day is October 9th each year. We didn't do a big deal about it this year. We should have. But I'm covering this now because it's important, because it was the thousand-year celebration of this uh, anniversary. Uh, in, uh, yeah, Lansa Meadows, that's the name of it now in, in uh, Canada, Newfoundland. But they uh, said here that scientists have known for many years that Vikings are name given to the Norse by the English. Well, 
Well, you can, okay, I don't want to be too detailed here, but Vik is literally the name between Sweden and Norway. Uh, and they were called that because they were in that region and they were pirates. So that became a verb. So that's the story on that. But whatever, sure, they call it, they, they called them that too. Um, but they know that they built a village there around the turn of millennium. But a study published in Nature is the first to pinpoint the date of the Norse occupation. The explorers, uh, mind, uh, at, at that point, up to 100 people, both women and men, felled trees in the, uh, to build the village and to repair their ships. And the new study fixed, fixes a date uh, that they were there by showing that they cut down at least three trees in the year tw- uh, 1021 or 1021. So at least 470 years before Converso, look that term up, Christopher Columbus reached the Bahamas in 1492. Why did Christopher Columbus sail in 1492? Look up a history lesson and see what happened in uh, <coughs> Spain uh, or the former uh, or the prior Visigothic Empire at that point. Um, this is the first time the date has been scientifically established. It was at the University of uh, Gr- Gr- Groningen, Groningen in the, the Netherlands. Previous, the date was based on the sagas, oral history, to the oral histories that were written down in the 13th century, at least two, 200 years after the events they described that t- they took place. So there we have, of course, uh, validation of the sagas as well, and Snorri Sturluson's, uh, you know, authorship and so forth, uh, which is good. That means it's it's backed up. Uh, they arrived in Greenland from there. <coughs> Excuse me, we know that. But uh, it's uh, it's interesting though um, that the the they, the most likely uh, thing that happened there. Uh, is that they went further inland later on, of course. Uh, we have things like the Kensington Runestone. I've talked about it many times. We have shows on it in the archives. I recommend you check that out. Very fascinating story. We interviewed the authors of uh, a book called The Last Kings of Norse America. Even, uh, what's his name again? Um, the Hook It X guy. Forget his name now. We had him on the show. St- uh, Scott, ah, um, oh, dang it. Maybe Chad has it. Scott, Scott something. <laughs> He'll come to me. Scott Volter, right? Isn't it Scott Volter? I think it's Scott Volter. Um, activities in Michigan, Ohio, you know, all these kinds of places, uh, right? But the one thing that caught me uh, uh, kind of like that it's very hard to fake something like this was the very text on the stone itself, right? On the Kensington Rune Stone, the front fades, and it was uh, like a Norwegian, uh, what was his name again? Ule something, the, the discovery of it. Uh, for, uh, literally like under a tree or something like that. Like a tree had grown on top of it. He was seeking to take out a stump, and he found the stone underneath that. Anyway, eight. Check this out. The first line here. The front phrase reads, front, <laughs> front face reads, eight Gothlanders. All right, that's my neck of the woods. It's my territory. Eight Götalanders or Götz or Götter, right? You would there was no there was no major study when that was found of like of the Goths in Sweden on a bigger level at that point, right? We knew that the Goths emigrated. There was a lot of you know written about them when they were further down in Europe and so forth. But pinpointing them to Scandinavia at that time and writing about them in that kind of capacity was kind of a giveaway to me. It's like, they're not faking this. It was like, the, the, <laughs> this is real, this shit. Eight Gotlanders and 22 Norwegians uh, on reclaiming slash acquisition journey far west from Vinland, right? So they've traveled in, uh, way in, 
We had to camp by two shelters one day's journey north from this stone. We were fishing one day, and then it continues. After that, we came home. We found ten men red with blood and death. Ave Maria, saved from evil. So this were, you know, there have been, some of them were Christianized at this point. Uh, others were, were not. Uh, this is kind of the transition period, the dual faith period. Um, engraved on the side, side of the stone were the words, there were ten men by the sea uh, to look after our ships, 14 days journey from this island, year 1362, right? So that means if that's true, they might have been occupied somewhat of a presence at least from the Norse for 300 years, more than that, 300 years before uh, Columbus discovered America, right? Which is incredible. And is, is that why there's some admixture with the so-called Native Americans, right? Um, and it also, of course, they, they ran into them there. That's what it says, right? Red with blood. Ten men red with blood and death. So uh, they weren't, uh, they, they didn't open their arms to diversity back then, I guess, huh? When white people show up, n not a problem. Kill them all. All right. Anyway, so that's uh, something a little fun, you know, to think about. And uh, as we celebrate, uh, there are a lot of people that have been uh, coming to this uh, continent for, uh, for, for a long time before Columbus did and so forth. And of course, even further back, you have the Solutrians, etc., all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, but uh, the people here that were here when the Columbus, the, the wave of, of uh, the Spanish and the Portuguese arrived, they didn't spring from the earth, right? It was predicated on tribes that have conquered each other, fought each other, taken over territory, migrated further down, uh, and so forth, right? All right, anyway, check that out. Good stuff a thousand years ago. Uh, very, very good. All right, so we're going to get into some of the uh, uh, the harder topics here now because this is uh, just, uh, I mean, outro outrageous, uh, everything that's happened. Virginian Drifter said here, uh, incredible job connecting the dots with the dark winter predict predictive programming last week. Well, thank you. Uh, I think these things are going to speed up so fast in 2022 that it will be very hard to keep up. Yeah, it's already hard to keep up. Sitting in, you know, aggregating some of the news and collecting things and clips and finding, and it's just like I, I don't have, I don't have time. I can't cover <laughs> to do like a four-hour show every day to, to just keep up with it, right? Uh, but thank you, Virginia Drifter. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. So let's begin with this uh, regarding the anti-white terror attack by the uh, Black Lives Matter supporter uh, in Waukesha, in uh, Wisconsin, uh, and just to underline this fact that like if this. If this would have been a white guy, there there literally would have been calls for like deploying possibly military or the the national guard and starting to just round up people that had any connection with this guy, uh, find out what his web history is, scan through everything, whatever he brushed up against that need they they need to be arrested and questioned and and all that stuff right. So uh, the post millennial had the story here. Suspect in Waukesha suspect. He's. I mean, we. There's no. There's no doubt about this, right? Uh, in Waukesha tragedy. Yeah. You, the terror attack. Come on, let's say it. Uh, anyway, his social media filled with messages of <laughs> of hate against LGBTQ Jews, whites, police, capitalism, Obama, and more. So I, I don't know what they're, they're opening. I guess they're opening with the strongest point here. Look, he posted about Hitler. Uh, okay, it, it's it's fine. We, we'll get to some of the things you posted a little bit later on in the article, but uh, this is not the big uh, the big thing. Uh, to be honest, he's not a uh, 
he's not a national socialist, uh, this guy. So I'm not sure what the post-millennial is trying here. That they, they found one post, I guess, and that they, they couldn't just help themselves, right? The majority of the brunt of these things here is that he's uh, he's anti-white, he's a BLM supporter, uh, and he had, had a bunch of, you know, raving lunatic posts and stuff like that, obviously, right? Um uh, we can look at some of them, some of some of the memes, right? Wh- whipping, whipping white people. Uh, here's uh, they they love to bring up this first here. The, uh, but, but again, this this I guess this um, discredits the very first post they have here. Hitler knew the real, uh, re- knew who the real Jews were. Appa- apparently, allegedly, he posted right. Um, but then immediately it's like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he was uh, Hitler was financed and propped him into power. Uh, are also the ones to put the Department of Homeland Security, FEMA, and the TSA in the USA. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, you get the idea, right? Uh, We all have the same enemy. My land was stolen by the same people. My people were exploited by the same people. My people was was stolen by the same people. I guess I I would assume he's talking about whites here. Uh, But, you know, stuff like this, the cops, KKK, uh, you know, things, anti-police things, of course, not a big uh, surprise there. Um... Posted about Dante Wright shooting sparks night uh, two night two of unrest standoff with cops. Here's some of the. Uh, I think that's a, a watermelon with uh, with the BLM uh, carved into it there in a, in a in a Marxist black power fist for you there. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's some of it there, right? That's some of it. Not a big surprise, but again, point being here, you can you know you can pick. Uh, there we go. See, it was uh, the the. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, what do you call it again? The uh, <laughs> the Georgia Guidestones, right? Georgia Guidestones. Well, he kind of did his part there, though, to uh, start killing some of those uh, 7.3 billion people that need to go. All right. Anyways, you, you get the idea. He posted a bunch of different stuff. And the point is, if this was a white person, this would have been all over the news. All over the news. And the fact is, it it, it wasn't. It, it really isn't. There's no real deep analysis of this. Many outlets, such as MSNBC, have basically dropped it, and they're even like calling it an accident and stuff like that, right? We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, which is pretty incredible, right? Uh, but uh, the, the latest the latest victim here to succumb to his injuries, I mean, I forget how many people are talking about injured, 40, I think the last time I heard of 48 people or something ridiculous like that. Uh, six people confirmed dead, and the latest uh, of that is an eight-year-old boy. There's multiple, I think 13 uh, children in hospital right now in critical condition. Uh, many of them have had surgery and stuff like that. It, we don't know if they're going to survive. The latest to succumb to his injuries here was an eight-year-old boy uh, who died from his injuries after the... And again, look at how they frame this. Wakesha holiday parade... Tra- further. They can't even say Christmas. They can't even say terror attack. It, it's outrageous, right, the way they're covering this. Eight-year-old Jackson Sparks, along with his 12-year-old brother were both seriously hurt after the driver, the anti-white BLM supporter, plowed through the Christmas parade uh, this past Sunday. Can you imagine both of the boys uh, being the parents of them, both of them, and there were multiple sibling, uh, you know, pairs, if you will, that had uh, <clears throat> that were in hospital and stuff like that now too. Uh, here's another picture of Jackson, Jackson Sparks right there, beautiful young boy, uh, life wasted. No, no there's no. I mean, there's some me- some media outlets that do this, but on on a wider scale, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the NBCs, 
they don't re they're, they're not really going into this. They're they're not covering this. It's it's despicable because you know what would happen if their roles were reversed, right? Uh, Tamara Dur Durand, 52 years old, all white people here, and of course it's not it's, no there's nothing to do with race. Oh, it's an it, almost it was kind of an accident the way he was swerving. It's very strange. We'll listen to it in a moment here. We don't know you, but this, the, the young Turks said we don't. What we we can't jump to conclusions. We don't we don't know what's going on here because they never do that if the if the perpetrator the alleged perpetrator is white. They never jump to conclusions. Then they don't skim through his social media and find out everything what he posted, who he followed, who he liked. No, no, no. They know. One thing we know for certain, the young Turk said, is this is definitely not political. It's nothing to do with anything political, and it's definitely not racially motivated hate terrorism. It's nothing. We know that now, right? Uh, Virginia Jeannie Sorensen, right? A lot of, uh, this is Wisconsin, so there's a lot of uh, Scandinavian names here. Sorensen, uh, how old was she? 50, 79 years old, right? There was something called the, the Granny Squad or Parade or something, right? That, that they were playing music uh, during the Christmas Parade. Here we have William Hospital, 81 years old. And we have uh, Lena Lee Owen, 71 years old. And here we have Jane Kulich, or Kulich, 52 years old. Uh, marched with a citizen citizen's band float before she was hit and killed in the Washika, Wakesha, sorry, uh, Christmas parade crash. Christmas parade crash. So even Wikipedia changed their term. Maybe I should have pull, pulled that post in so you could see it. They changed it. To the, take my word for this. They changed it from the something like the Christmas attack or something like that to the Wakesha Holiday Parade Car Accident. <laughs> I don't know if that's the title still. I mean, it's just it's utterly despicable, the coverage of this. Uh, absolutely despicable. CNN at least had a piece where they covered uh, covered the victims, right? Uh, let's be, we can begin with this one then. Uh, I don't think, no, this is not part of the same clip. I want to play it a little bit later here. Uh, MSNBC calls Wakesh, uh, Waukesha, that's how I pronounce it, sorry, Waukesha Massacre an accident. And of course, uh, you know, I forgot to mention this. We talked about it in the Weekend Warrior show, but obviously this is in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict and stuff. And this is revenge. This is driven by the narrative in the media. This is being ramp ramped up by them. This is due to the dehumanizing and anti-white rhetoric that these media outlets and the establishment is having. People in true power, true positions of influence are spewing hatred against white people, declaring everybody a white supremacist, white people are bad, they're evil. This uh, uh, Kyle murdered three black people. Uh, I mean, this is literally like what they have in some of the uh, uh, the headlines. We showed some of them in the, in the Weekend Warrior show. Like the Independent, they, they, they still run with, this is just days ago, that he murdered, not that this changes anything or whatever in that regard, but it's like they're trying to inflict more pain by saying that it's three blacks that he killed, which then makes him by default like a white supremacist, right? So Tucker interviewed him over the weekend and stuff like that, and we found out he's a BLM supporter and all these kinds of things. But again, it's not really about Kyle, this, this thing, right? But he, he was even, you know, doubting whether or not... Uh, he'll be able to be protected, right? I mean, there's people that want him killed. They want him murdered, right? So this is a this is vengeance for that. And you, you'll never hear these outlets being charged for any kind of responsibility of playing their role in this. What did they contribute to? Who did they listen to? 
we know what's we know what's going on here. We know what this is about, right? And and more and more people are waking up to this. They're starting to realize there's more and more white people that are starting to understand what the narrative is and how they're being treated and that they're being painted out to be the enemy. It's not it's not, it's not everyone at once, but these kinds of things will do it. It's it's happening. Uh, so listen to uh, listen to this as the, the the accident here, right? One thing I do worry about, actually two things, Stephanie, is one is the idea of contagion. That whether it has anything to do with this uh, uh, accident last night and, and the killing of these people. Incredible. It has something to do with this accident, right? Uh, they even had it in the... Uh, in the uh, Tweet, uh, sorry, the YouTube uh, uh, version here that they uh, uploaded to the site. I wanted to play a little bit from this, actually. This is uh, Morning Joe, right? Joe Scarborough. And this is the... I guess we can show some of the coverage. It's fine. We can spend a couple of minutes on it. But it's the commentary after that's the most important thing of how they discussed this, of just how... I mean, these, these are the people that have been going on for years about Charlottesville and the deadly riot and everybody needs to be held accountable and we'll get to the trial later right they were just they were just found guilty of uh, of, of conspiring to go there to do violence against people who, who then sued the people who were named in the lawsuit you know Kessler uh, Spencer Cantwell uh, Nathan D'Amigo uh, who else am I forgetting here? There's a bunch of other, the Asmador guy, right? There's a bunch of other, the different groups and so, and so forth as well. But the people who, so, they, so these people show up in Charlottesville. They have a permit to protest the removal of the General Robert E. Lee statue, right? So they're there. People show up, who, by the way, traveled from out of state when it comes to Cal Rittenhouse. Oh, he, tra- he traveled... He came from out of state, so that well, that's that should be illegal. People came from all over the U.S., even internationally. I think there was people, Antifa, BLM movements, uh, people, and all this stuff, right? Starting violence against the people that are protesting the removal of Robert uh, E. Lee statue, right? And then they claim that their civil rights were violated because they showed up, and some of them, when they swung first were hit, right? And the, the, again, the car accident, you know, we, we, James Field was breaking. He was breaking. We see the one shot, famous photo. We showed it, right? He's literally breaking before he speeds off because he thinks he's going to be killed because he's surrounded by people with weapons, and that's why he's speeding up. Anyway, let's check this out. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm just, <laughs> it's just it's the, the way, the succession of these kinds of things that happen and 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 they just the the disgusting contradiction and the and the double standard and the hypocrisy it's just it's glaring and it's just infuriating right here we go at least five people are dead this morning after an SUV plowed through a Christmas parade in Waukesha Wisconsin NBC News senior national correspondent Tom Lummis has the latest the cheers and marching of a Wisconsin Christmas parade, a tradition here for nearly 60 years, turning to screams and chaos. <laughs> that speeding red SUV ramming through a barricaded street and plowing through a sea of people, injuring more than 40, many of them children. Officials confirming five people have died as they work to notify loved ones. Now we six. have multiple casualties. We need 
multiple times 52. The terrifying scene unfolding Sunday afternoon just west of Milwaukee in Waukesha, Wisconsin. According to witnesses... Literally like, what, 30 minutes away, I think, from uh, uh, Kenosha, right? So t- totally not related, uh, completely unrelated. Is ...the SUV careening down the street at a high rate of speed. One video showing the car nearly is, hitting a toddler. God, look at that. The ve- Holy shit. And of course, he did swerve because he wanted to, he wanted to maxim, maximum injury. Uh, the, the MSNBC people here, they say, oh, he's, we don't know what that is. It's very strange. It's almost like he tried to avoid people. <laughs> they, like, they literally argue that it's, it's incredible, right? Um, but the language here, this is how they control us, right? With the use of language. Uh, a, a knife attack in, in, in Berlin this morning. Uh, a, a car plowed through. That's like saying uh, a, a weapon shot two people in Kenosha. Um, you know, a, a, a weapon... A uh, rifle in Kenosha uh, killed two people and injured another. Uh, th- then they don't use it. White terrorist shoots people, right? And, and here's just a car attacked people. Vehicle slamming through barriers and striking parade marchers and spectators. Terrified onlookers scattering in all directions. And I saw people on the ground. There's blood. It was really bad. Parents separated from children. Desperately trying to find them. One officer opening fire in an effort to stop the vehicle. Four senior law enforcement officials briefed on the matter tell NBC News that authorities in Wisconsin are questioning a person of interest and that he may have a significant criminal history. Those sources also say they believe the driver may have been fleeing an earlier knife fight. Officials issuing a shelter-in-place order. I think that was like bullshit or something. I forget. I mean, he did run. So the the anti-white BLM supporter, the terrorist here that killed, have so far killed six white people. Um, he had this little rap video, right, where even his red uh, SUV was was in the video, right. And, uh, of course, they removed that video, whatever, but it was like even his uh, director of photography or his videographer, whatever you want to call it, had posted, uh, you know, things about uh, running people over or killing people or taking blood or, you know, like insane shit like this, right? Like it was right out of the open. We're, we don't even get to the bail thing yet. We'll talk about that in a moment. He was out on, literally out on bail, but he had like, he had literally run over another woman with his car. Some people, it was kind of confusing in the beginning. It was like, oh, it was his girlfriend, but apparently he, he, just, he just punched his girlfriend. Uh, like the day before or something, but he had run over another woman, and she literally like still had the the car. Uh, what someone said, I think the cops had commented on that. Like she had the uh, car, uh, sorry, the the tire marks on her uh, on her pants or something like that was one of the comments. And so he was out. I forget what the bail was set to a thousand dollars or something ridiculous like that. And so he's out. He's out. He's out and then doing this. We'll get to the bail thing in a moment here. This is just, it's outrageous, right? Um, at JP over on the Entropy Stream says, Henrik, did you see that the Despicable Jokes uh, about, uh, let me see here. Uh, Henrik, did you see the Despicable Jokes about the black terrorist asserting self-defense by the usual suspects like Feinberg and Lemsky on Twitter? Yes, I did. And we have some of those. We'll show those. Thank you for the reminder, JP. And earlier, JP said, Henrik, just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Eat well. Gobble, gobble. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to our other uh, American, what the Canadian one has been, I think. But uh, whoever here on the North American, North American continent celebrating that, 
I uh, hope you have a, a, despite everything, a good Thanksgiving here coming up Thursday. Uh, so that's uh, tomorrow, right? That's, that's that's right, tomorrow. Jesus. Bill Hoover. Uh, Ovens com committed the Holocaust headlines in 1942. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's just what it is, right? It's the, No one would say that. But that's the language that they use when white people are attacked. It's it's another layer to the dehumanization, right? If it's in Europe, it's it's a knife attack, it's a car attack, it's a truck attack, it's a truck. There's another truck of peace, right, coming in. Uh, Den Mother says, "Why the f were the barricades down? Did they have any? So did someone remove them? Is that what what it was? I, as far as I saw, this is a high, high trust, mostly white, uh, conservative area." And so I, they, this, they, they don't have shit like this usually, as far as I understand it. So as far as I know it, that they didn't have barricades like this. But but maybe they, maybe they did. I, I could be wrong on that. It's something uh, for me to look up. But thank you for the uh, tip there, Dan Mother, if that's true. Let's continue here. As they continue to canvas the streets. Requesting that everyone uh, continue to stay away from the scene. Now, this beloved holiday tradition on Main Street, marked by ribbons of police tape. Today, our community faced horror and tragedy in what should have been a community celebration. Our thanks to NBC's Tom Yelmas for that report. Here we go. Let's Hang on here. NBC News investigations reporter Tom Winter. Tom, was he fleeing police or just driving at an insane speed through this parade? It's a great question. It's one of the things that. Okay. All right. Let's. Okay. This need to be. This is. This is the um, daughter. Winter. This is the daughter of Zibni Berzinski, the guy who wrote the Grand Chessboard, right? All about geopolitics and stuff like that. Um, listen to what she says here. Tom, was he fleeing police or just driving at an insane speed? Was he fleeing police immediately? It's it's the cops' fault for chasing a an unarmed black person who didn't do nothing in his red car. That that's what they're saying here. <laughs> it's just he was just driving at insane speed for no reason through this you know swerve. Anyway, well, through this parade. It's one of the things that we're trying to get some more information on, which is why uh, this individual chose the route that they did. Essentially, what happened was there was a knife fight in a local park uh, that this person of interest was. Apparently, that's all bullshit. Uh, if someone can have knows otherwise, let me know in chat. But I've, as far as I've understood it, that did not happen. Apparently involved in, according to five law enforcement officials, to myself and my colleagues, Jonathan Deans and Mike Cosner. Uh, in the course mm -hmm. of uh, that, uh, he decided to flee the scene and then went through this Christmas parade route, as you heard, killing five, injuring no. over 40, nope. uh, a number of them children as well. So obviously very tragic. Uh, I think one of the key key couple of questions here, Mika, that we would like to get some more answers on, which is, um, was was he being pursued at all? Uh, we don't know whether that's the case or not at this point. Number two, why did he chose this this route, uh, looking at uh, uh, various maps in, in the layout of this city? Uh, it, obviously not the only route it appears that he could have chosen to take, and obviously was clearly marked out. We saw the barricades that he was plowing through, so okay, not a surprise. Yep, there okay, was so that, if that's true, then uh, you're right. I guess... They weren't down then, uh, then, Mother. If that's true, they plowed through it. But you can trust. 
you can't trust anything these people say so we can't you know it's it's all that is it still all up in the air. parade along this route and obviously not a surprise once he ran into a crowd of people so um there's a he, serious yeah, question about that into. based on his criminal history which uh we believe to be quite extensive he was recently charged uh on november 5th uh, in connection with the domestic uh, violence and domestic assault incident yep. also resisting arrest uh if in fact this person of interest who is being questioned um turns out to be the actual suspect and that's the reason why we're not naming this person yet police have not said See, that Im immediately right i mean this is the day after but there was plenty of information out by that time right plenty of information at that point that they could have shown that they it, it was out it was on the internet it was easily find they and they still try to cut they try to cover up as long as possible it's that uh, uh what is it called the um uh, and uh, um, said Corcoran. What, what's the other one name? Um, uh, forget her name now. <laughs> she said the longer the point is, though, the longer it takes before we get a, a name or a, or a face of a suspect, it means that the most likely is not white, right? That this person is uh, a person of interest, and until they say that he is in fact the suspect and is somebody they are going to charge or in fact charge him, uh, we're not going to name that person at this point. That's you know just kind of standard procedure the way that we operate around here. So uh, when we get some more right. details, uh, we'll be able to uh, to get that out. And obviously, uh, the moment that we think that uh, the investigation is headed that way, uh, we'll obviously report that as well. So, Tom, we talked to you a couple of hours ago about what uh, you're, you're, you're learning on the ground there. But for people just waking up on the West Coast or in other time zones, mm -hmm. uh, can you talk about uh, police officers uh, and others telling you they do not believe that this is an act of terrorism, either yep. international? Uh, yep, immediately they were trying to divert and go in the opposite direction. And not, not, as far as I know, no one in the media, mainstream media, has called this uh, a terror attack yet. If the roles were reversed, if this was a white person... Driving into a crowd of non-white people, it would have been terrorist and, and it would have been non-stop for years to come, right? Uh, this is what, literally like one of the worst terrorist attacks in, in the U.S. In, in how long when it comes to mass casualties, right? And, and, it, and it could be more. We, we don't even know. We don't even know yet. There's like literally 14 or 15 more children in the, uh, in the, in the hospital. Some of them are having surgery. We, we don't know if they're going to survive, right? Or, or domestic <laughs> terrorists. Right. So all indication at this stage of the investigation. And the reason why we're so cautious and say, look, this is what we have. Oh, uh, yeah. Now we're call, We're going to take our time. We're going to be calm and cool about this. Let's just wait a little bit. Let's just, just slow down here. We don't know. We don't know yet. Right. Because they never jumped a gun in other cases, do they? TYT, same uh, thing. From a preliminary standpoint, and it's still in the early stages of the investigation, is say they look at something on a laptop or a phone, they get access to it through, through a search warrant that helps push them a different way when it comes to motive, that evidence that guides them uh, as to what they should be looking at, as to why this person did what they did. Um, right now, we don't know if they've been able to go through those devices, what they've actually been able to search. So we want to be a little uh, bit cautious in saying that this is early in the investigation. Yeah, there was no but screenshots as you said, Joe, there are no indications based on the people we've spoken with at this time, uh, that there's any sort of ties to a foreign-inspired uh, terrorist attack, think something along the lines of ISIS. We've seen vehicle attacks that they've inspired in vehicle. the past. Vehicle um, attacks. We also have no indication that there's any sort of domestic threat, so some, a domestic uh, terrorism attack here. No, some, no, no. Anything that's tied to... Uh, BLM have totally not, together with Antifa, has totally not run any kind of like insurrection campaign against the United States of America, trying to, you know, burn flags, uh, burn federal buildings down. 
uh, attacking cops and so forth. That's no, no. There's no, there's no org, there's no organized effort there in any capacity. This is definitely not a group uh, BLM that has like ties to terrorism or something like that. It's uh, just doesn't happen. H hasn't happened. Uh, say uh, racial or ethnic uh, motivations, and we yeah, also yeah, no, there's have definitely not a racial combat. We know that now already. Not there, seen anything at this point that. that ties it to some sort of retaliation uh, for the Rittenhouse verdict um, as well. So again, you know it, buddy. That's what happened. We didn't get more details uh, from uh, our law enforcement contacts, but at this point, uh, there's nothing else that's nothing that's pushing us in that direction. <clears throat> Ooh, all right, NBC's Tom Winter. Thank you very that. much for your report. And that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. And I heard one was like, yeah, the way he swerved and stuff, it's totally like, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's totally, uh, he was trying to avoid people. There's nothing to do with that. Uh, Snigging123 over on Entropy says, hi, Henrik, this is fucked up. It sure is. Take care. Regards from Sweden. Bye. Janos late over there. Thank you for tuning in, sir. Thank you for the support. appreciate that. Hope you're doing well. Good to see you. Virginia Drifter again says, the people describing the Waukesha parade as a tragedy or that it was sad and tragic minimizes the sheer horror visited on the victims. It is a racially motivated terrorist attack, nothing short of a massacre. It is. That, that's what it is. And it's important that we emphasize and underline that continuously. Use this at every single turn. Because that's what they're doing against us. The deadly rally in Charlottesville, right? How they, five, Four years we've heard that now, right? The deadly rally, the, dead, you know, the deadly... How many bodies that the BLM Antifa have now on their, on their hands? 30, 40, right? Here's, oh, here's, uh, here's six more. It could be 10 more after this, after all, after all the injuries. We, we'll, we'll just have to see. It, it, it's, it's incredible. It's just, it is unprecedented times uh, that we live in. So here's a couple of these. Uh, was it that asked about that? Uh, yeah, J, JP asked about that. Yeah, here, here's, here's a couple of these. We'll, we'll show a few of these, right? Illinois Democrat blasted for calling Wisconsin Christmas rampage karma. Right here, here we go. An Illinois Democrat, uh, and some have pointed out they believe she belongs to the tribe. I haven't been able to confirm that, but that's another uh, another thing I saw. An Illinois Democrat has been blasted for describing the deadly Christmas parade rampage in Wisconsin as karma for the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse, Mary Lemansky who is listed at the social, as the social media director for the Democratic Party in DuPage County, began her heartless online tirade by snarkingly dismissing the tragedy as just self-defense. It was probably just self-defense, Lemansky wrote in a tweet that appears to have since been deleted. She has, I believe, deleted her entire account. That's what they do. They run and hide, right? Living in Wisconsin, he probably felt felt threatened another tweet which was still online monday morning i think that's let me see i think she want to remove it right uh tweet deleted by the author and i think uh i think her entire account is gone but you know whatever um referring to the driver being held as a person of interest in the waukesha incident which left five dead nothing doesn't hurt much more than that i'm sure he didn't want to hurt anyone he came to help people she added in her sarcasm-ladded missive. There she is, uh, right there. Thank you, Lemansky. Lemansky also lists herself as an acting student of the famed Second City Improvational Comedy Group in Chicago. Also wrote that the Christmas Parade rampage was karma in another tweet that appears to have since been deleted, right? I think they have the screenshots uh, right here. It was probably just self-defense. 
Um, there you go, and I think we have a couple of more on this here, too. Uh, Marilyn Maskey, the social media manager for the Democratic Party, Illinois, says the deadly Waukesha Christmas parade incident is karma. <clears throat> the blood of Kyle Rittenhouse's victims is on the hands of Wisconsin citizens, even the children. That's incredible. I'm sad. I'm sad anyone dies, she continues. I just believe in karma, and this came around quickly on the citizens of Wisconsin. <clears throat> uh, and there's the other tweet down below there. As you can see, the blood of Kyle Rittenhouse's victims uh, is on the hands of Wisconsin citizens, even the children. Let me play. I should play. Let me play that again. I'll play it in the Weekend Warrior show, but just so you can see the reaction. Not even the parents that now have dead children on their hands because of this anti-white Black Lives Matter terrorist. Multiple. Imagine having all of your children, all of them, in hospital with one dying and the other one struggling and fighting for their life right now. And seeing this coverage in the, in, in the media as well. But here, look, check this, check this clip out here. I didn't intend to play this, but just the, just the trauma for the children standing on the sidelines seeing this, right? Look at this. Uh, look at this clip right here. Let me see where. We, here we go. Look at this. Oh God! Oh baby! Yes. All those kids, all those kids. <clears throat> oh, it's fine. It's, don't worry about it. The red SUV was acting in self-defense, John Rapp says. <clears throat> well, thank you for uh, <clears throat> for revealing yourself there, sir. Uh, and it was someone else that even said, you know, again, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, and I think we talked about this in the Weekend Warrior show. That's one of the reasons why the ADL and so forth were so upset about this verdict and with Kyle and all these kinds of things, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, is because of the ethnicity of the people that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse killed, right? And Rittenhouse, of course, it's a it's a German name, right? Rittenhouse uh, literally means uh, um, house of, 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 what do you call it, uh, riders or, you know, even even knights, you could say. I think the Ritten is the same as in Swedish. Um Riddare, we would say, like, that's a knight, but it's connotative of the uh, the horse, right? Um, anyway, so apparently both, we know Rosenbaum was, but Anthony Huber too, right? He hunted, speaking like Kyle Rittenhouse, he claimed self-defense, it worked. <clears throat> someone replies, he hunted Jews, someone say. This is why part, why is this part being left out? Like, he would intentionally run around and look, <laughs> this is ridiculous, right? But that's, I'm saying that's part of, like, the... You know, here there's there's ve vengeance in the air now, right? This cannot stand. This part of why the Charlottesville thing happened, you know, following right after. Then there's the Arbery one. It's just immediately, you know, like boom, boom, backlash, right? Uh, but Eve Barlow here said uh, <clears throat> on Twitter.com, uh, it's not our fault. We're chosen. Uh, it's from a couple of days ago here. All right, Eve. We've talked about her before. It's funny. She uh, she had a meltdown over the people called her e, uh, Eve Fartlow. 
<laughs> and she was writing articles complaining about how how it was driving her insane or something, right? She's a, if you look at her profile, uh, the interrupter, journalist, Zionist, Scottish. All right, anyway. Uh, so that's some of that. And there was, of course, much, much more of that when it comes to the ha-ha, they deserve this and all that. I mean, there's just complete lunacy out there of just literally people like they want, they, they want to kill us, right? If you're white, they want to kill you. Bad news. Watch your back because there's people out there that want to kill you just because you're white. And again, all of this is driven by the, not solely but after the the long march through the institutions, the academics, the schools, the authors, the journalists, the media, the politicians, the establishments, the science now even it's all it's all and the bis the corporations, the businesses all anti-white. It's a war on whites. that's what it is. And what will it take for white people to wake up to this? They are trying to kill you. They're replacing you. They're driving you down in the streets and they're laughing at you and they think you deserve it. Your kids, your children. Waukesha District Attorney admit progressive reforms would mean someone would get killed. It's guaranteed. The district attorney facing criticism after the alleged Waukesha Christmas Parade crash killer. That's a hell of a sentence there, New York Post was freed on bond two days before the carnage previously admitted his progressive reforms. Guaranteed killers could be put back on the street. You know, they talk about the incarceration problem and, you know, for no reason whatsoever, um, you know, black people are incarcerated, uh, you know, at, at incredible, you know, rates and things like that. If anything, there's an under-incarceration problem in the United States. There's, there's not enough people in jail who are actual violent criminals where there's actually, you know, I'm not talking like victimless crimes and things like this. That's a that's a different thing, you know, whatever. I'm talking about people that actually like they're murdering people or, you know, pedophiles. The, the Marxist leftist, the anti-white Marxist leftist, they want the they want they want the all of them thrown out of out of prison. Right. I'll just open the prisons, let them all out. And then put the put put the anti-vaxxers in there. Put the put the pro-white whites in there. That's what they want. Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chrisholm was uh, who was elected to the position in 2007. Has spent his career supporting cash bail system reform because he argues it criminalizes poverty. Oh, there you go. In an interview with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the year he was elected, Chrisholm said. Is there going to be an individual I divert or I put into treatment program who's going to get out, uh, go out and kill somebody? You bet. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed to happen. It does not invalidate the overall approach. It's, it's incredible. Chris Holm has long uh, pushed the divert uh, to divert nonviolent offenders away from the prison system with alternate programs. He has spoken previously about reducing the number of incarcerations in Milwaukee County. Here he is right there. Right. So this is what it is. This is these liberal policies that come in. Just let these people out and let them into the streets where your children are is having Christmas parades. That's what they want. That's what they want. This happened, by the way. I saw this clip. 
And this is the new. This is why a, a, a civilization cannot function like this. A society cannot function like this. This is. It's already. It's. It's over. It's lost. It's. It's. We're a conquered civilization. We. We can rebuild. We'll do something better. Don't get me wrong. It's a, not. It's not over. But the. But this formation of how we knew this civilization. I'm talking broadly about the West here. That's over. That's it. We've lost. We've lost. It's lost. It's over. All the things into account that's happened over the last, I mean, 10 years, really, broadly speaking, 15 years, you know, that, that's when like, the, the agenda has become obvious, right? But, but just the, the last year to two years alone has, has been the nail in the coffin. But here's uh, men who are out in the street in Lansing, Michigan. Someone, now, I got conflicting uh, input on this. Someone said that this was after what happened in Wisconsin, and that's why they're out and so heavily armed. But someone said this happened on Saturday or Friday before the Sunday parade in uh, Waukesha, which might be true, which means that they know that this kind of stuff could happen. But imagine having your kids here and, and you're going to have a Christmas, you know, it's Christmas, it's Yule, everybody's, we're happy, we're, you know, it's, it's a different vibe, it's, yeah, everyone's getting along, it's fine, it's stuff. Imagine trying to have that sense, sensation, that feeling as you're out and about or even in, in your home or something. While you have to have armed militia patrol groups to ensure that there's not like someone bombing you or shooting you or taking a vehicle and intentionally driving it into a crowd of of, of families and, and things like this. But but anyway, this so this is where our society is going. This is this is why diversity is our greatest strength. Um, look at what the men have to. This is good, of course, that they're doing is, but this should not be. This should not. This is not how a healthy functioning society and civilization looks. Here we go. And that is literally a, the same, I'm not saying the same, but a, a similar car, is it not? Ironically. All right, and it cuts off right there, but you get the idea, right? I mean, it's good, but that's what it is now. If you want to be safe, that's what you have to have. But, but even so, it's, there, there's no guarantees, right? There's other methods and stuff like that. Uh, Black Phillips says, Henrik, I did see someone, uh, I did I did some exposing the nose, and this woman is of the tribe. Maybe you're talking about uh, Lewinsky, Le, 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 right? Uh, archived tweets of her have her celebrating Hanukkah. Went, when in doubt, follow the shekels. Well, there you go. I, I'm, I'm I, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was, right? I'm not not doubting that. Uh, so here's uh, the bail. Uh, listen to this here. The judge sets bail for Daryl Brooks, the, the anti-white BLM terrorist, uh, at $5 million. That means you could have Hollywood pedophiles and other celebrities and Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, and all the anti-whites come in and literally do a bail fund and raise money and get him out. I mean, optically, at this point, it probably wouldn't be a good idea, but we're well, we're getting there. 
We're, we're getting there. He didn't do nothing wrong. He's, it was, it was self-defense. Bail. I have no problem with the bail being recommended by the state. I'm an old guy who has been doing this for almost 40 years. DA's office, criminal defense attorney, 17, 18 years as a uh, commissioner, both in Milwaukee and uh, now in Waukesha. The nature of this offense is shocking. Uh, actually, the detail I was not expecting here today that two, two detectives, not lay people, detectives, uh, not only tried to stop this, but rendered an opinion that this was an intentional act. You're presumed innocent, sir, uh, but that's what the allegations are. Um, and I've not seen anything like this in my very long career. Um, it seems to be a very strong case for the state. So deny bail. Likelihood of incarceration, which is the other aspect of bail, is absolute. If you are found guilty of any one of these, a multitude of them, it's a life imprisonment sentence that must be meted out. So I, I have no problem. I just, with, with that bail, it's extraordinarily high, but it's an extraordinarily big case. It's an extraordinarily uh, serious case with an extraordinary history of this gentleman um, of fleeing, of hurting people, of not following court orders, not following. Um, so with that in mind, wh whose fault is it in a way, right? I mean, this low-life criminal terrorist scumbag is just acting on his, on his impulses at this point. Uh, and we know where he's getting his programming from, right? He get he gets his views validated by the mainstream media every single day, right? All they have to do is turn on the TV to get anti-white programming every single day, right? So whose fault is it? Is it these is it these guys who are sitting here and they continue to do the same thing over and over and, and expecting different results? Keep letting them out. Keep letting liberal policies nestle their way in there. Oh, yeah, let them out. Yeah, out on bail. Here we go. $1,000 bail. Now they set it to $5 million here. He says that at the end. We don't have to watch the rest. But it keeps happening. Oh, it's over and over and over again. It keeps happening every single time, right? Um, let me just close a couple of windows here. And so why? Stop it then. Do something. Do something different. <clears throat> so here's the... Here's the, the the bleed over here. We'll talk. We have a couple of stories in between, but we'll talk about Charlottesville in a bit here. But James Fields, James Alex Fields Jr., who got 419 years in prison for a car accident, an accident that was provoked by people who had weapons who banged his car. He thought that they shot at him. He drove to get away. At one point, he even breaks. We've showed that. We have shows on it in the archives. Look at that. And then he just. He, he fled, right? He panicked, he fled, he drove into the crowd. He was provoked, he drove into the crowd, and one person died, right? And some people even said she wasn't actually physically hit by the car, she died of a heart attack, you know, all these kinds of things, right? But, but regardless, we don't have to get into the details about that right now, that's not the point. The point is, I didn't see this guy breaking. I didn't see this guy doing some, you know, being provoked by the crowd where he was felt in danger, right? So he kills, says killer of eight. The first time it's six, right, at this point. But it, 
might as well be eight. I mean, who knows how many injured or, or even life debilitating injuries that people have. You know, uh, physical disabilities, maybe even mental disabilities, brain injures, injuries, all kinds of things, right? This is not over. But Daryl Brooks can go free providing he posts bail. He can go free providing that he posts bail. And of course, with the help of some Hollywood pedophile celebrity, he could just get go right out again on the streets. <laughs> That's it's incredible. It's unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. So before we get to Charlottesville, let me squeeze in a couple of other ones because it's also to show this, like, while we have, while we have this cover-up, squirming, uh, denying the reality of the situation, me mainstream media, who are refusing to recognize what this is, and, and they don't, of course, because they, they're implicit in this. They're, 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 uh, they're a co-conspirator in this. They're... they're they're the ones who are driving up the gain. They're, they're uh, inciting, right? So they would incriminate themselves. But as that's, as that's happening on one level, you literally have parents going to school board meetings, not only being called terrorists and being investigated by the FBI and the, 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 they sick the Department of Justice on them. They use uh, code words that they use internally on terrorism on these parents that go and are, are upset and angry that their kids are being taught anti-white pro-pedophile uh, you know disgusting uh, uh, things in their in their school here's one case and we we didn't play this yet but this is a good time to do it uh, the biden regime sends the fbi jackboots to break down door of school board activist sharona bishop they cuff her and abuse her children this is this is these are the terrorists these are terrorists in their in their eyes, not the guy who just killed eight people in a racially motivated anti-white hate attack. And um, so they tried to justify breaking down my uh, a minute to answer. What's really fascinating about all of this is I've spoken to the other um, or spoken about the other people who received the same visit and none of them have the same type of brute force that they came at my home with. I'm a very public figure. I make myself available to anyone who has questions, be it law enforcement, elected officials, or regular everyday people. And as best I can, I provide what I think is necessary for whatever it is we're talking about, whether it's our school board or election integrity. And I have always been available, and yet they chose to come to my home in this way, break down my door, terrorize my family, and put me in cuffs. And I, I cannot help but think that this was a major intimidation move. Brought because they did not do this Pfizer. with anyone else that was on that warrant. Let, let's go. I just want to go back, make sure we go this. They go over that a little bit more. It's a longer clip, but just just emphasize that she's out there. She's talking about this. <clears throat> you can listen to some of these clips for yourself. It, it's it's incredible, right? These are the terrorists in the eyes of the Biden regime, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, the far left out there, uh, the blue check marks, the anti-whites, all these people, right? These are the terrorists. They need to be stopped. It's, I don't know. That's why I say it's, it's in the, in the, in the current way that our society is being run that's that it's that's lost like that's over like we we've lost we've lost that portion of it that's over um okay so here's another one which is 
which is following up here then and when they, and they they talk about this they have this they drive these kinds of narratives in the media literally saying we have to call the FBI on these people they're domestic terrorists these people are dangerous and then when they're called out on it oh it's just, then it's just a joke you see then it's just oh we just it's fine we're just uh, we're just I was just joking why do you why do you over, overreact so much when you know when the FBI solicitor is showing up at school board meetings right Because it's the the same group here, the same demographic, if you will, that's targeted here by by her, right? This is over. So this is a, a an author. She's writing for like the this filth outlet, outlet, the Daily Beast. Uh, I've seen her name under other publications as well. Molly Jong Fast had to call the FBI. No, so now they run to the FBI. See, now that now it's all FBI and the police are good. Let's have have them help us against these white domestic terrorist MAGA Trump supporting conservatives, right? She had to call the FBI due to death threats after joking about reporting relatives to FBI on Thanksgiving. Author and journalist Molly Jong Fast said on Wednesday that after being dragged on Twitter for a joke in one of her recent articles, she had to call the FBI because of all the death threats I'm getting. Jong Fast, the daughter of feminist icon Eric Erica Jong, I've never even heard of her, noted that her need to call the FBI was ironic given the fact that uh, the quip in her article entitled Deprogramming Your Relatives This Thanksgiving read, Maybe you will change a uh, change a heart of mind or of mind, or maybe you'll need to report a relative to the FBI. <clears throat> right. So here's the uh, <laughs> she even wrote. Uh, I guess that's her comment here. Oive, she wrote. Did she just uh, did she just name herself here? Young fast emphasized that the comment about calling the FBI was meant as a joke and not a suggestion that anyone should actually call the FBI after having turkey dinner together. It's really horrible, she added, noting that a thread about it has popped up on 4chan, a part of the dark web <laughs> rife with conspiracy theories and far-right figures. What is the mediate? I thought, is this the, the it is this one, is this an equivalent? Maybe I'm thinking of MRC or media or something. Uh, this got to be the left-wing thing then. Yeah, anyway. Oy vey, oy vey, she said there. What's the tweet? Here, here it is. Here's the actual article. This is the one I want to show here, too. Uh, the outtake from the article. Happy Thanksgiving, Molly Jong Fast. You're totally normal and not deranged. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise. And here's the uh, the article here, or the uh, phrase on her article. Maybe you'll even change a heart of mind. Maybe you'll be in the temperature, bring the temperature down just a tiny bit, or maybe you'll need to report a relative to the FBI. Either way, it's something to do besides just cat, just eat. Sorry, it's very, very tiny for me. I barely see that. Here's the article. Oh, The Atlantic. Okay, yeah, she is like a, a I think she's a staple over at uh, uh, The Daily Beast, but uh, The uh, the Atlantic, that doesn't surprise me either. Uh, they're literally one, you know, the, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Gold Gold Goldberg? Something Goldberg, I forget his name, the first name. Uh, sitting in a synagogue talking about how to how can we destroy the alt-right, right? Remember that? We played a clip from that. Deprogram your relatives this Thanksgiving. Called out on it. Oh, it's don't worry about it. It's just a joke. And then we have the other thing here, and we'll get to the Charlottesville thing in a moment here. But um, uh, imagine this was a white, uh, a so-called white supremacist group, a militia group, armed activist of white people gathering outside of a courthouse as they're waiting for the trial, a trial to to uh, 
to get a verdict on a trial. Do you, do you think there would be any coverage on this? Do you think there would be any, any uproar about this? The Black Panther militia, armed activists, gather outside Georgia courthouse awaiting verdict in Ahmed Arbery homicide case. Y'all are in serious trouble because the wrath of karma is coming on America, said a man who identified himself as the supreme commander of the new Black Panther militia. We are not taking it anymore, was another uh, line here. Uh, yeah, here's the... Like well, right now, you need to look at what happened to the Rittenhouse murder charge. What's going on right now? That was no justice. Again, all of this, these are terrorists organized. If this was white people, they would have been cir circled around as a terrorist group inspiring racially motivated terrorist attacks. This narrative that it's Rittenhouse, you better watch your back. This is a warning. Uh, this is wrong. He's a white supremacist. He just killed people and got away with it. Do you think that ramps up any hatred? Of course it does, right? This is insane. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Um, but this is what they want. This is what they want. They want you dead. But at the end of the day, it takes us to do the right thing to get justice That's in right. America we're gonna, for a mom. He literally said, we're going to take justice into our own hands and we're going to correct this error here with Kyle Rittenhouse. For all the other people who died because of systemic racism and police brutality. Systemic faithism. We need justice. Right. What do we need? We need justice. We need justice. Okay, and that's what we need. We oh, that was, was not a was low energy there. <laughs> Let's take that again. That was kind of funny. We need justice. We need justice. No? Okay, and that's what we need. All we right, need okay. justice for Ahmad right. Avery. Moving on. Black Power. To the, the, the suffering black nation in the hills of North America. As the National Prime Minister of the New Black Panther, the Supreme Commander of the New Black Liberation Militia, all this systematic racism and all the killing and murder of black men and women and children yeah. in this country. That's definitely that's definitely what's happened here uh, over the last few years. Y'all in serious trouble because the wrath of karma is coming on America. As the divine scriptures say. Are these, also, what, what do you guys think? Is, are these feds? They don't need it anymore. It's it's this is running on its own now, right? That they've they've, you know, it's like one of those, uh, you know, it's like a dynamo or something. You just you you pedal it enough, and it kind of goes on its own. It's generated energy and stuff, and so the the anti white agenda is running on its own. But did they use groups to like this to kind of initiate this or something? I, I mean, I'm sure many of them are probably true believers and operate on their own or whatever. Um, but I wouldn't be, I, at least initially at some point, I would assume these groups were kind of feds on the opposite side to get to, to spur shit and get it started, whatever. Uh, but yeah. All those brothers Watch your back. Watch your back. We're going to restore justice. We're going to correct this error. Come out the U.S. Armed Forces, the Joint Forces, and all the armed black groups in the hills of North America, we're not taking it no more. Black power. So now. See, this wasn't blocked right here. Clips of the weekend too coming out. It's like um, the revolution has started in Wisconsin and stuff, right? There's people talking about this after the, the case, right? All right. Anyway, you, you you get the idea. There's no one really talking about this. In fact, it was we, we report on it uh, a while back. There's um, gl gl you know glowing pieces in the media about this group. 
Remember they interviewed the prior guy and he was like removed because he was like uh, there was some criminal history or something. I forget what happened there. Uh, but no, that's totally fine. Just don't worry about that. That's completely okay. Absolutely okay. Let them do this, uh, you know, because <clears throat> most slavery, so you can just do anything. Um, so here's PBS. Here it is. So this happened. Three white men are found guilty of murder in the killing of Ahmed Arbery. <clears throat> three white, the three white men who chased down and killed Ahmed Arbery for no reason whatsoever. He totally didn't try to take their gun or anything like that. He was just out jogging, minding his own business. A 25-year-old black man who was jogging through their Georgia neighborhood last year were all found guilty of murder charges. It's just, I mean, for anybody that looked into this case at the time, when the video came out, uh, uh, and just understanding that it was like a, a slew of, of, of break-ins right in the area. There was, you know, houses being built or whatever. He was like, he was, what was the excuses? He, he was in these uh, uh, houses that were under construction to admire the architecture and <laughs> all these kinds of things, right? I mean, it's just, I had a clip I was going to play to uh, Michaels. I think that's the guy on the right there as the guilty verdict comes in and stuff, but it's just, what's the point? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a, a farce. It's just a farce, right? If you thought that the, the Rittenhouse thing kind of proved that it's like, yes, it's a win for self-defense uh, in the, in America, you know, kind of thing. It's that the, these, all these cases that, that's coming after shows that it's no, <laughs> that that's not, they, they got, they got Schroeder, they got the, the, the judge on there for uh, Rittenhouse and, and they were lucky. I think in that regard, because he was not a, a complete, you know, lunatic in some regards, right? Uh, Arn Jimson says the gay ops having inceptioned gay op, uh, yeah, the gay ops have inceptioned gay ops, and the gay is increasing exponentially. There you go. It's a <clears throat> a gay op wrapped in another gay op, wrapped in a mystery, and in a vest. And then, of course, you have more legal uh, lawsuits and indictments and all this uh, subpoenas, subpoenas. Uh, Alex Jones and Roger Stone named in newest Pelosi January 6th panels subpoenas. We need to know who organized, planned, paid for and received funds related to those events as well as what communications organizers had. So basically, Bannon was in the Willard Hotel and Alex Jones and Roger Stone was there as well. So that means they're all guilty. They planned the January 6th, uh, you know, uh, you know, tourist, uh, you know, walkthrough in the in the Capitol. And so therefore they need to be, uh, you know, roped up in another in another set of legal troubles. Right. I think Alex Jones said something. He has like six lawsuits or something next year. And it's all related to the, you know, the Sandy Hook thing he, he lost. Well, he didn't lose it. If if what he says is correct, which I take his word over the mainstream media. Um, he basically said that they defaulted him because they didn't provide in the Sandy Hook thing there. They wanted like his financial records and like all this uh, to, to find his ties. Well, who's he getting paid from or who by who or something like that. Right. And so he said, at least that they he, he did like a um, XLS spreadsheet of year X to this year or whatever, a certain time frame, exported it out from his QuickBooks, you know, accounting software, 
and gave it to them. And then they said, this is not the right format. We want the access to the entire database or something like that. Uh, and then he didn't provide that. And so they defaulted him. So, well, that's it. You're guilty. That's it. And so I think it's six lawsuits next year he's facing. Uh, look, they want this guy out of the, they want him out of the picture, right? They're coming legally for people. They're coming legally for people who just say something on the internet that they don't like. And it's always some of these guys that, that, that they try to take out first, right? That's just how it goes. So this is, you know, Schiff. I'm not sure if, um, uh, what's the other guy's name? The Penguin. Oh, God. My brain is not falling today. The little Penguin guy, you know who I'm talking about, right? Nadler, right? Uh, Jerry Nadler, Gerald Nadler. I don't think he's involved in this. He could be, but I, I think this is like Schiff and Schumer and some of these other people, right? Beyond this committee. Um, they want to do what they can here to take to take these take these people out, set a president basically, and then go for other people that they don't like. Um, so, so that's a far, that's a legal farce in and of itself, right? Here's here's another uh, just randomly, obviously racially motivated attack on the streets of uh, what is it, Minneapolis? Look at this crazy shit here. My fiance, our golden retriever, and I were a walk were on a walk by Hennepin Bridge in Minneapolis. Two men, two black men released their pit bull on us unprovoked and attacked us luca and luca and christina are fine i've had better days let's catch these scumbags look at this look at this uh wound here on his arm no they are two men is it but no no this is not these are not racially motivated attacks there's nothing to do there's nothing to do with there's no there's no political reasons for this this is not vengeance for rittenhouse this is not because of the anti-white program. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with that, right? It's just, it's yeah, it's just the pit bull's fault, right? I mean, I know that was a meme for a while, which was funny, right? Banned pit bulls, or what was it? <laughs> um, right. But if you watch the wrong websites, you're you're about to uh, get a lowered credit score, which of course means a, a social credit score. It's it's here. You guys seen this? In the not too distant future, your internet habits could help determine how much house you can buy and the rate on your next auto loan. Do you think who's going to be targeted by this? Not what's in the stock photo here. That's not who's going to be targeted by this. Dissenters, we are the kulaks now. That's 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 the sim, that's the simplistic analysis here. We are the kulaks, and the gulags are, are just, they're an inch away. And if it's not because you're unvaxxed, it will be because you're white. And, and don't submit or obey. Sounds ridiculous, they say here. Right now, your credit score, that three-digit number that tells lenders how responsible you are, is based on simple financial information like your payment history and debt level. But research posted to the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, the World Bank website, suggests companies will soon be looking at a more uh, a lot more data to get an accurate picture of the risk you pose as a borrower here's what the future of lending might hold and how the best rates and loans uh, on loans in the meantime <laughs> the credit scores of tomorrow that's right anyway we don't have to go through the rest you get the idea right it's fantastic sorry we uh you can't have a uh, you can't have a house uh, we saw you visited uh, 4chan. Can you? Uh, what did you do there? Can you? Uh, can you reveal this to us? What's in your? We need to know what's what thoughts you have before we uh, can lend you this money so you can buy a home. 
You know it. So let's get into the Charlottesville trial here now. Uh, actually, Black Phillip again here. Let me read this one real quick. Henrik, I'm not sure you covered it, but the Maxwell trial is about to become memory hold. Yeah, I know. I have a little bit on it a little bit later here. The judge is definitely running cover for Maxwell and Epstein, and is a fellow white banning, uh, and is a fellow white banning details and coverage. No way, uh, no way, anything comes from this. Yeah, it's you go, you do a Google News like news.google.com search for Gillian Maxwell. It's literally like three stories from like, and I'll ha I have one of them later, and we'll look at it. But it's like no, there's no coverage. There's no, there's nothing. <laughs> there's like stories from June or maybe from July if you look at the in the Google News feed. You know, no, this is just it's it, this is a uh, this is it's not it's not going to be what people think it's going to be, right? I, I, I'm totally totally sure of that. All right, we'll get to that in a moment here. This is uh, this is an article I wanted to talk about a few shows back, and and now it's kind of obsolete. Doesn't really matter. It, the, the point that was made by the story, the the how did this boil down? The Washington Post story here was basically, although the the people are being sued, the defendants here uh, are being sued for millions of dollars, right? And we'll I think we have the tally here in a bit, how, just how much and so forth. Uh, that they are going to have to pay. <laughs> they basically should not be allowed to talk in court. Defendants are using a trial about the 2017 United Right rally as an opportunity to spew the hate they've been banned from some social media platforms for expressing. <laughs> this is a this is an incredible piece. Um, they're saying things and they're repeating things and they're they're uh, having fun, I guess. Cantwell was making some jokes or something like that, right? And apparently, some of the things were were more interesting that was brought out, such as like what does a you know definition of terms and so forth, and these accusations that are levied against these people and all that stuff, right? But it was again, we that that's this is over now, right? I wanted to cover it a couple of weeks ago, but basically, it was like they should not be allowed to talk. They should not be allowed to defend themselves. They, the fact that they're defending themselves, that was a problem in and of itself. They should have a representative from the state that can handle the talking and so forth, right? And apparently some of the attorneys, some of the Jewish attorneys like Robert Kaplan and stuff, and some of them were very angry and upset at certain points. I mean, they even they, they uh, roped in uh, uh, some of the, the the experts that they brought in. and stuff. I mean, it was a, it's a farce. It's a joke. It's, a, it's a Kafkaesque, right, in its truest sense. It's like it's not even it's not even reality. It's not it's nothing to do with reality. But these people, the defendants of this of this civil suit, were found guilty on conspiring to commit violence, to go into Charlottesville on that day to commit violence intentionally, and thereby, um, what was the term again? Uh, limiting or, uh, or vi sorry, violating violating the civil rights of the people that chose to to show up to a protest to counter protest and then they initiated violence and then when people defended themselves against that violence then their their civil rights the people that attacked their civil rights were violated it, it's it's just it's incredible gaslighting james edwards says on twitter here's the convoluted verdict uh, form that the jury must consider before rendering a decision in Charlottesville. Everything could be decided as early as Friday. Now we know, of course, what happened. Uh, look, in, look at this here. The, the 
They even had a section. Well, I want to scroll down to here. Uh, let me scroll down here. Look at this here. Did the pla first claim? Did plaintiffs prove by, by a preponderance of the evidence their claim that one or more defendants engaged in a conspiracy to commit racially motivated violence in violation of 42 U.S. Section C, blah, 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 blah. Yes, no. If you answered no to question one, please skip to question 11. If you answered yes, proceed to questions two to five. If you answered yes to question one, please indicate by marking each appropriate line with a check mark. Any and all defendants against whom you find the plaintiffs prov uh, proved their blah, 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 their claim. All defendants, you can check that. If not all defendants, specify which ones. And here's the names Here's the names of the people that are named in the suit. And I guess we can read this because we haven't read this fully yet. Jason Kessler, Richard Spencer, Christopher Cantwell, James Alex Fields Jr. He's also roped into this, although he's already 419 years in, in jail. Robert Asmador Ray, Nathan Damigo, or Damigo. Uh, Elliot Klein, uh, Matthew Heimbach, Matthew Perot, Michael Hill, Michael Tubbs, Jeff Shep, League of the South, Vanguard America, National Socialist Movement, Identity Europa, Traditionalist Worker, Worker Party. For each plaintiff, this, look, and look at this here, this is the kicker. For each plaintiff who you found, uh, who found four on claim one, Please state the total compensatory damages that will fully and fairly compensate the plaintiff for the injury sustained as a result of the conspiracy. <laughs> this is, it's incredible, right? All plaintiffs except Chelsea Alvarado have brought this claim against all defendants. Plaintiff Alvarado has brought the same claim against all defendants except James Alex Fields Jr. Her damages should be assessed according to the You can write they can write a number here of how much money they should be given. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this is just a total kangaroo clown world. And then, so how much money they should get? And here, how much money? If you answered yes to question four on the following lines, please state the total punitive damage, if any, you're assessing uh, against any such defendant. Write write how much money here they should pay. Money, 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 money. Right. I mean, it's not about money. I don't think any of these people have any money. If they do in the future, that they'll garnish garner, uh, garnish wages, possibly. If they have a home, they could be forced to sell that, these kinds of crazy things, right? Uh, this is just a total collapse of the judicial legal system. Law and order is, is that's it. It's over. Lawyers for nine people that were hurt during the United Right rally in Charleston told the jury that white nationalists planned, executed, and then celebrated racially motivated violence that left one counter-protester dead and dozens more injured. And ironically, will you look at that, they actually used the photo where James Fields Jr. breaks with his car. <laughs> look at they don't even they don't even know what they're doing anymore. Look at that. He's, he's literally braking right there with his car. You see the brake lights are on, right? Incredible. <sighs> All right. So with 25, so Roberta Kaplan raised like, was it like $12 million or something to, to fight, you know, this case? I mean, something just completely clown world. And the total uh, amount was like, do they have to pay $25 million to the, to the plaintiffs. 
and then they broke down in different categories and who should pay what and whatever. I, I guess we can take a look at this uh, PBS summary of, of, of some of it here of the verdict, but it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just total lunacy. <laughs> it's just like, look, they didn't go to Charlottesville. I mean, I, I, I know that for a fact. They didn't go there to, to intentionally violate someone else's civil rights to, to counter protest to protest. They didn't go there to beat people up, right? It's like, it just, it didn't happen. It's not reality. It's not reality. It doesn't matter. That's what will go in the history books. That's what's on Wikipedia. That's what it is now. It said, oh, that's it. It's in court, proven in court, in a court of law. That's it. A civil court jury in Charlottesville, Virginia today found the main organizers behind the deadly 2017 Unite the Right rally liable on four counts, but deadlocked on two key charges. Lisa Desjardins explains. A jury in a nearly month-long civil case involving the violent Unite the Right rally ordered white nationalist leaders and organizations to pay more than $25 million in damages. <laughs> but the jury deadlocked on charges of a federal conspiracy oh, in the lead-up to the rally, which led to the death of a counter-protester, Heather Heyer. The rally was planned mm -hmm. in part to protest the removal of a statue of the Confederate General Robert E. Lee. In part? What was the other part? Can you detail that, please? What was the other part? Plaintiffs described emotional trauma, broken bones, and bloodshed during that rally. Oh no! More, maybe you shouldn't have traveled Shapiro, across. Maybe you shouldn't have uh, uh, traveled across state lines. Okay, I mean, this is literally what they argued against Cal Rittenhouse. What the hell were you doing at a protest? That, that's literally what they argued with Cal Rittenhouse. What were you doing? Yeah, he had no right to be there. He put him. He what was the someone used? He he was like jumping into going breaking into a zoo. Which is an interesting analogy, but what what have you? That's that's the tweets that were going around. He he broke into a zoo, jumped into the polar bear pit, and then shot several uh, of the bears in self defense. That's that's the, their argument, right? In the Charlottesville thing, though, no, oh no, no, that's <laughs> that they were to is totally legitimate. In fact, the fact that they initiated violence that violated their civil rights. You see. The rally was planned in part to protest the removal of a statue of the Confederate General Robert E. Lee. The plaintiffs described emotional trauma, broken bones, and bloodshed during that rally. For more, I'm joined by Ian Shapira, an enterprise reporter at The Washington Post who's been covering the trial. Ian, the jury decided this after a month-long civil trial. Can you tell just us the farce, exactly farce of a trial. Know about that decision? What did the jury decide? The jury uh, handed down a, a pretty stinging rebuke to the people who organized this, organize this rally. They meted out uh, millions of dollars worth of punishments to the participants. They awarded a total of $26 million in damages against Fucking 12 joke. individual defendants, joke. five white nationalist organizations at the trial. They don't even was, exist anymore? Uh, a message sent by the jury that this kind of violence cannot, cannot happen in today's day and age. Well, maybe the uh, those who started the violence shouldn't have uh, started that violence then. Antifa, BLM, all these activist groups, right? They're the ones who started the violence. <laughs> but they, they just, it, it doesn't happen. It's fine. It doesn't, it's, it's okay. $25 million. But still, what about those federal conspiracy charges that I know the plaintiffs also hoped to prove? Yeah, to squeeze, what, what $300 million out of them? Is that what? <laughs> Why do you think that those were tougher for the jury? And what does it mean that those were left unaddressed? That's actually a great question. And that's something that 
the plaintiff's attorneys want to continue fighting for. Um, they told oh, us the course. end of today's uh, verdict. This is this is <clears throat> this is uh, it's absolute vengeance. It's uh, in part the long arm of the law and the delayed bureaucratic process, and years and years later of something that happened and like it escalated, got out of control. You defended yourself. You defended yourself against violence, and that and that's it, right? Then you're in trouble. You're not allowed. This is the summation here too. Um, same thing with Aubrey, right? That case. You are you as a white person. You are not allowed to defend yourself. And and what determines if it's other white people attacking you depends on their political stance. If they're Antifa, far left activists are attacking you, uh, and you're a conservative, right winger, nationalist, white nationalist, whatever you know you, you consider yourself, you have no right to to defend yourself. You cannot defend yourself. You have to. Take the beating, lie down, preferably die, or run away as far as you can. Soon enough, it'll be, in, it'll be illegal for conservatives and nationalists to run away. He was trying to escape. That's against the law. 34 years in jail right now. At the end of today's hearing, that they plan on appealing those or bringing back those charges again. It will, it will never These end. It was, it was just, that's, that's the point I was going to make here. This is a vengeance plot. It's they're set their sights on these people. These people's lives need to be utterly destroyed because they dared to show up and say say a few of those things that were said that day, right? And the organization behind it and all this kind of stuff, right? Many of them are defunct. Many of these people don't have money. We don't even have to listen to the rest of this. It's just such a clown world. They don't have any money. It won't be. You know, it, it's not going to result in anything essentially sure if they get it depends on what happens here you know maybe uh if there's someone that has like trust funds or anything like that maybe that will be garnered or i'm not sure what happens on this maybe they will fight they will appeal i think and you know this circus will keep going but the point is it's like uh they will just rope them up in these kinds of uh, lawsuits and trials forever if they can right they have they have millions of dollars they have there's billionaires that are ethnically driven, that are going to ensure that these people will have to pay for the rest of their lives. And that's happening right now. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy times. All right, so let's move on from that uh, to further demonstrate that uh, we are a defeated, a conquered civilization as your statues are being removed. And of course, this is all vindicated in the wake of what happened in Charlottesville, right? That if they take this one southern statue, they will come for all of them eventually. And that's what I, that is what's happening now. That's one of the points to, in other words, there's like a vindication here of the people that showed up to protest that day that we have to put our foot down, otherwise they'll come for everything, right? Every street will be renamed, every building will be renamed, every statue will be taken down. These will be faint memories of the founders of, of United States. No one will know their names. It'll be a new people after the white people are replaced, after the European stock is replaced in this country. I don't think they will succeed, don't get me wrong, but I'm just talking about the, the game plan here. If they succeed, that the, the European stock that founded and built, settled and pioneered the United States is gone. All these things will just be, if even that, a faint memory. The history books will be rewritten. They will pretend it never even happened, right? So Thomas Jefferson now has had his statue removed from City Hall. I think this is in... Was it New York or New Jersey? Uh, after 187 years, and why? Well, he had slaves, you see. So he was bad man. Statue needs to go. Here's some of the uh, footage of the uh, white workers showing up, just uh, doing their job, just uh, taking everything down. 
Just, uh, let, let, let's just remove him. And, you know, the Charlottesville statue, they were literally going to take it and melt it down. There were uh, other towns that were offering to buy it. There were other people that were interested in it. Uh, they were going to cut it up and melt it down. And I think it was going to be used for some woke uh, art project or something like that. I uh, forget what the score was, but uh, here you go. This is slowly, not nice and calmly. Here's your history here being just dismantled and removed in front of your eyes by, by, by a bunch of white guys, right? Yeah, it's nice and good. No problem. It's just, you know, <laughs> here it is. It's being taken down. Thomas Jefferson, no longer the room where it happened, where it happens. Art handlers packed up an 884-pound statue of Jefferson in a wooden crate Monday after a mayoral commission voted to banish the likeness of the nation's third president from City Hall. Is this New York? Is it New York or, or New Jersey? I think it's New York City. Um, where it's... Recited for nearly two centuries because he owned slaves. We need this perfect mythology here, right? We need to be uh, anybody who did something bad historically because no one had slaves back in the uh, late 1700s. No one had th at that point. Or maybe early 1800s, whatever that was. Sorry. There's no other groups. There's no other groups to, to this date that have any, have any slaves. Doesn't happen. It's only whites. And there it is. All right. Let me pause there. There we go. All right. I think that's enough for that story. Um, <clears throat> and of course, what are you gonna what what happens to when you replace? What does it even mean? Arbitrary lines? Arbitrary lines on a on a map. What is it even? I'm sorry. I have something out of playing here. Let me turn that off. Uh, arbitrary lines on a on a, on a map. Uh, a, a document to unit. You know to that that uh, symbolically ties people together. Uh, an idea. What, what is it they call it? Right. In the wake of this, New York moves to allow 800,000 non-citizens. That's also one way to say it. Non-citizens to vote in local elections. Why in the world would they be doing something like this? Well, you know, this is what the much of the replacement program is part of this. You know, at the end of the day, of course, it's an ethnic eradication, which is the goal. It's genocide. That's the goal at the end of the day. That's ongoing. This is happening right now. It's happening right now in front of your eyes and no one's saying anything. Well, we're saying we're talking about it. There's other outlets talk about it, too, of course. But I'm saying on a wider scale of any type of influential media, Tucker has mentioned it kind of in certain ways here and there. We, we're, we're thankful for that, right? But they try to gaslight you into the fact that it's not really happening. Then they're celebrating it the next minute. Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Look at how diverse we're becoming. New York City will become the largest municipality in the country to allow legal residents to vote if the legislation is approved as expected in December. So you bring in a new voter base, not only to replace the native population of the country, but also to vote and to ensure that far-left, lunatic, anti-white Marxist politicians, uh, neoliberal Marxist politicians, remain in power and can continue to use the system against the group that they hate, who's their enemy, right? It's amazing. It's amazing times.
Valet say, uh, Red Eyes is the best. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Is it Valet or Valet? Maybe Valet. I think it's Valet if it's Canadian. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very good to have you here. I appreciate the support and the kind words. Virginian Drifter says, while they tear down our founding fathers, Google Chrome has a message to support black-owned businesses. I've seen that too on Google many times. Um, I don't use it that often, but the, the few times I pull it up to get uh, uh, to see what Google gives you as results and stuff. Uh, the image searches is a little better sometimes on Google. Depends what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, you see it all the time. Support black-owned businesses, right? It had a URL that lead to a business owned by rapper T-Pain. They're endlessly rubbing it in our faces. T-Pain? Oh, man. It's crazy. So, Ghislaine Maxwell's speaking about lawsuits and trials and all this crazy stuff that's happening with the collapse of law and order, right? Ghislaine Maxwell's family appeals to the UN for, for, to help her out uh, on bail. The family of the confidant to accused sex trafficker Jerry Ep- Jeffrey Epstein, sorry, uh, who died by suicide, who was killed in federal custody, says she is being unfairly jailed. There you go. She di- didn't do nothing. They should let her right out. Ghislaine Maxwell's siblings have filed a complaint with the United Nations saying her uh, pretrial detention is an act of unprecedented discrimination and accusing U.S. authorities of trampling the narrow line between justice and revenge. (laughs) Maxwell, who's being held without bail ahead of her federal trial in New York City, was a confidant of Jeffrey. She was a uh, she was. She was trafficking and and handling kids to a pedophile, okay? The millionaire financier, yeah, it's just a philanthropist, accused sex trafficker who died by suicide bullshit in 2019 in federal custody. Jury selection has begun too, by the way. I guess we could check this out real quick, the uh, link here. Over a year ago, federal agents descended upon a rural town in New Hampshire, arresting Ghislaine Maxwell, longtime friend and confidant to alleged sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell played a critical role in helping Epstein to identify, befriend, and groom minor victims for abuse. In some cases, Maxwell participated in the abuse herself. The jury selection beginning today. Maxwell faces eight charges, including transporting minors for the purpose of sexual acts with Jeffrey Epstein. Prosecutors say she groomed underage girls, luring them with shopping trips and encouraging them to take money for sex acts. Maxwell, a British socialite and daughter of a publishing mogul, has pleaded not... Yeah, that's totally... Don't look into... Don't don't look into Robert Maxwell. It has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with, you know, how this Mossad-Israeli connections, Zionist connections. It's, It's totally... Don't even... It's he's just a, a paper uh, media mogul, a pa- newspaper mogul. That's all. Uh, that's all there's to that. Nothing. Nothing at all. JP says Henrik, the prosecutor in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, is U.S. Attorney uh, Audrey Strauss. Yeah, we just saw her on screen. Uh, an early life check will reveal how f- uh, fair the trial will be. I also saw that. Uh, thank you, Jay. I also saw that. Uh, I think the judge overseeing it is the. Uh, it was like one of the first uh, like LGBTQ activists or something like that. I forget her uh, name now. Um, I think we covered it in one of the Weekend Warrior shows. But yeah, so this will be, I mean, virtually a media blackout. I mean, not not entirely, but but close to it, considering the links and the connections and stuff. I mean, and this should be 10 times bigger than the, than the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I mean, easily 10 times bigger, considering the rich, wealthy, powerful elites, moguls, 
you know, Zionist, uh, like the Maxwells, right, there, who are behind this and their links, all the people tied into this, the scientific network, the weird transhumanist stuff that someone like Epstein was working on, his ties to, you know, to Bill Gates, to all, you know, to all these people, right, all these people that flew on the plane, uh, all that crazy stuff. Uh, and, and it's virtually a blackout. It's essentially, it's a media blackout. It's Guilty incredible. to all of the charges. Among the questions prospective jurors are being asked is how familiar they are with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell to determine if any of them are coming in here with their minds already made up. The defense argues Maxwell's arrest was only pursued after Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide in prison, awaiting. A it is very curious why they didn't why didn't they pursue her sooner. In fact, and it took way too long. It's the same thing with like before they raided the island, right? They brought in stuff to destroy documents and all kinds of things. Right? It was an absolute dragging their feet and covering this up. No question. Trial on sex trafficking charges. Have a look at what's happening. Her legal team will likely challenge the credibility of four accused. What was that? She's talking about ArcticCircle.org. Does anybody know that? Is that the new trade routes that they're seeking to uh, uh, globalize as they claim that there will be global warming or something? Is that, has it anything to do with that? Got to check that out later. ArcticCircle.org. She has a, she's been like at the UN multiple times and all that stuff. They revealed recently they had a, a private meeting with uh, Pope John Paul, I think. Remember? It was like 90s or something. The credibility of four accusers who are set to testify about events that took place roughly two decades ago. Maxwell has repeatedly asked to be released on bail. Her lawyers arguing she is being kept in terrible conditions, but the requests were denied. The judge agreeing with prosecutors that Maxwell is a flight risk. Opening statements in the trial are set to begin after Thanksgiving. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News, New York. All right, there we go. For the family and friends of Ahmad Ar All right, so the Arbery trial is just all these trials uh, happening right now. Uh, Gillian Maxwell fights to block Epstein evidence in trial, of course, including address book and sex toy. <laughs> Ryan Grimm, uh, Rob Suave, the senior reporter for the Daily Beast, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me see here. What's the... Okay, this is a weird story here. Is this just the video, maybe? Uh, yeah, they're just talking. Okay, that's just the description for the video. One second. Let's check out this then. Let's see what this says here. I haven't seen this. I think we have a great show for you today. Robbie, what do we have? Well, Michael Starr Hopkins and Marissa Martinez are in for Team Rising. All right, we're not. This, this is just too much cringe. All right. <clears throat> I saw the Yahoo News is a bad source here then. Uh, anyway, I saw that she was fighting the the little black book. Uh, I'm not sure about the details what the sex toy evidence is. Let's find another source for that because that's just uh, that's just dumb. But if you actually, we could do as an experiment right now. Uh, topic, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, let me pull that in real quick here. Let's do that as, a, as an experiment right now. Um, so here it is, right? Uh, this is BBC. Brother Ian says she will not get a fair ha hearing at trial. Yeah, I'm sure that the, they will mistreat her tremendously here. Gillian Maxwell doesn't want Epstein's little black book shown at trial. That's the one I wanted to click in on. But if you click in on the topic here... Um, Four stories, top coverage, four stories. BBC News, Bloomberg, U.S. News, uh, and then the New York Post. Some tweets, right? And some of the stories are like weeks old. Some are from June and stuff like that. Uh, let me see if I can find the little... Let me go back here. Let me check, click the insider story right here. This should be a better source. Here we go. Uh, Gillian Maxwell is fighting to prevent jurors from seeing a copy of Jeffrey Epstein's little black book at her criminal trial. I wonder why that is, because... Of course, there's some interesting names in that little book, is there now? 
course, I would keep that out, right? Uh, Gillian Maxwell doesn't want Jeffrey Epstein's little black book shown at her criminal trial. Her lawyers say the book, which lists people said to be linked to Epstein, could have been altered. Yeah, of course it was altered. Yeah, prosecutors say they are planning to bring a witness who can testify about the book's authenticity. Uh, in partial redacted court filings from the past several weeks, federal prosecutors and attorney for Maxwell have duked it out over whether a copy of the book. And that's another thing, by the way, in the Charlottesville trial, I just thought about this. The... Um, what was it called again? The um, uh, the Havy the Report? What was the name of it? Maybe chat remembers. Um, uh, th th there was one like independent thing that just basically showed that it was like due to the police's actions and inactions in some regards that, that the violence broke out and was like quite intentional and all that stuff. Roberta Kaplan and the ADL bankrolled uh, attorneys that were suing uh, all, the, uh, all the people we talked about earlier prevented the that report from going into the record and they could they, they did like the somehow they didn't allow that in which would have shown of course a different thing and a different you know uh, case altogether all, all rigged right what was the judge moon or something that oversaw the trial right uh, anyway reference in the filings as exhibit 52 the little black book i forget what the habi report habi report or something i forget what it was called um Anyway, it can be entered into evidence so that portions of it may shown, uh, be shown to jurors at the British Socialites. Yeah, that's what she is. Sex trafficking trial, which is scheduled to begin with opening statements Monday. Um, okay, we know some you know people named there. Prince Andrew, of course, the Met Police dropped the charges there, which was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, well, so we'll see what happens. The, uh, definitely under coverage. I don't think they have anything about some <laughs> some sex toy that was used as evidence. I don't see anything about that. Uh, maybe there's more on that. They're bringing a uh, <clears throat> they're bringing their dildos, folks, to the uh, to the courtroom, quite literally. Well, speaking about uh, <clears throat> uh, dildos, 21 House Republicans push to make transgender uh, genders a federally protected class. There we go. It's this, uh, the job of the conservatives is, is to literally just be 10 years behind uh, the Liberal Democrat Party, and then push those policies. Good time to be conservative. All right. Uh, A. White says, uh, I guess I'm just stumped on why these. I think you were cut off there, sir. Maybe you can uh, you can put the rest in the regular chat if you want. And I can read the rest of that. I appreciate it, A. White, but not sure where you're going with that. Um, all right. So let me let me get into the COVID thing a little bit. We're kind of we're, we're running a bit late here, but it's fine. Let's cover a little bit of the vaccine mandates and stuff. It's pretty pretty crazy what is happening here and what it will lead to when it comes to the ultimately the collapse of the food chain or the the, the food supply chain I should say uh, is is what they want that that it's, it's clear at this point that's what they want uh, U.S. to require vaccines for all border crossers in January so now all of a sudden remember the the people illegally crossing the border the southern border into the country. I mean, they don't want it. They don't want any borders at all. No USA at all, right? That's what the, their slogans. They don't want the borders don't exist. They're arbitrary lines on the map. Blah 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 blah. They don't have to be vaccinated. They can enter into the country. They don't have to be vaccinated. In fact, they give them ivermectin before they come in. But now, of course, internally in the U.S., if you want to cross what's they call U.S. land borders, you have to be vaccinated by January twenty second. 
Regime leader Joe Biden will require essential non-resident non-resident travelers crossing U.S. land borders, such as truck drivers. You know what this is going to. We'll play a clip in a moment here of just what's going to happen here. Government and emergency response officials to be fully vaccinated beginning on January 22nd. The administration planned to announce. A senior administration official said the requirement, which the White House pre uh, previewed in October brings the rules for essential travels, travelers in line with those that took effect earlier this month for leisure travelers. When the U.S. reopened its borders to fully vaccinated individuals, essential travelers um, travelers entering by ferry will also be required to fully to be fully vaccinated by the same date, officials said. The official, uh, the official spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity to preview the announcement. All right, so... This will be devastating, absolutely devastating to the supply chain. Listen to this. When we're talking about how the drivers would, and, and this is for the, like one of the associations for the for the for for the truckers here, reply, uh, answering this question here. Listen, to this. feel about a, ma a vaccine mandate. What 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 kind of reactions are you getting? from them on that, just all of them required for a vaccine to do business. Yeah, I want to be clear and qualify this, that this isn't about being pro or anti-vax for us. Um, you know, we're been, we've been moving the vaccine, PPE and test kits. So this is uh, something our industry is very forward leaning on. Uh, but in our sample survey of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37% of our drivers not only said no, but hell no. Now, let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%, were to actually leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. We're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So Did you hear that? For us, listen you know, that we've tried listen that. of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37% of our drivers not only said no, but hell no. Now, let's they just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%, were to actually leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. Just was that one-tenth of that? Not 37%, which they got on their internal polls of asking, would you take the vaccine? No, there's nothing you can do to convince me. I'd rather quit, right? That's what they said, 37%. January 22nd, 2022, the year of Holodomor 2.0. He said just 3% being fired would be catastrophic. Catastrophic. We're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So for us, you know, we've tried to be very clear with the administration that if you do this, I understand the logic behind it, but if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you know, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem that you're trying to fix on the vaccine side. So, you know, be careful what you wish for here. Uh, I also don't think, Congressman, that OSHA has the jurisdiction to do this. No, they don't. And that's the other thing that happened, right? Uh, they have been shot down, I think, a second time now, I believe. And they're just moving ahead with it anyway. They're pretending, you know, it's, it's, it's a recommendation. We urge all the businesses to do this anyway. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter if it's legal or not. We did a press release. Uh, this is required, right? This is why you have to hold the line. Stand your ground. Hold your line. 
don't give up. Don't give in. Don't walk out. If they said you're fired, show me, prove it. Prove it right now. Where's the law? Where's this? They cannot legally do it, especially with an ETA, right, uh, or a uh, uh, emergency use, uh, EUA, right, emergency use authorization, right? And then they have the ETS, right, the emergency uh, temporary standard, which is this rule that they're applying this or using this under. But OSHA has been shot down a second time now. They cannot legally do it, but they will move ahead anyway. They'll try to do it. And they just hope that these all these businesses will do it. And then they rely on on them snitching, right, to, to OSHA. If you're employed by a company that haven't enforced all the vaccine mandates, well, go snitch, go tell. You'll be rewarded. Food inflation is the 2022 crisis, not supply chains. The real trouble will start when this year's energy crisis morphs into next year's food inflation problem. We've all become armchair inflation experts, and why not? It's almost impossible for anyone to keep getting it as a systemically incorrect as professional economists have done this year. Of course, they just say, no, this is just temporary. It's an adjustment. If, even if it was happening, it's actually good. Inflation is good. Uh, it, it means it's normal. It's time for the conversation to move beyond the current obsession with eye-catching headline numbers. That we're in a global inflation regime of a kind not seen for decades is beyond doubt. Interest in supply chains is at a 17-year high, according to Google Trends, but it's become a red herring when it comes to forecasting the persistence of inflation. Supply-side constraints are usually a key initial catalyst in any price spiral, and it's intuitive that the uh, vast majority of supply-side issues are transitory in nature as supply eventually responds to higher prices. So while it's good to know when supply-side pressure will ease, that knowledge isn't sufficient to conclude when the broad inflation threat will pass. What we need to establish is whether demand will take over in leading the inflation charge. And for that purpose, inflation expectations are critical. As measured by break-even rates, U.S. five-year expectations have breached 3% for the first time in, the, in at, last, at least sorry, 19 years. The U.K. equivalent is well above 4% for the first time in records going back more than 25 years. Expectations of higher inflation have the double impact of encouraging people to front-load spending, further pushing up prices, as well as the more important effect of laborers demanding higher wages, thereby both directly increasing cost and the future pool of capital allocated to demand. This latter point is crucial to dwell on. CPI gets boosted as equity increases and labor takes a uh, larger share of profits from capital. This is because lower income individuals have a higher marginal propensity to consume, whereas wealthier people just add to investments. An extra $1 billion to Warren Buffett won't change his spending habits, whereas an extra $100 to a low-income single parent likely gets recycled into the real economy within days. Good point. Inflation becomes a material economic problem when it significantly affects the person on the streets, squeezing their disposable income and compelling central bank reactions. And the various themes of 2021 are coalescing into a perfect storm for one of the few unavoidable items in every CPI basket. Food. Climate disruption has been a primary catalyst, but the price impacts have been exaggerated by supply chain issues and labor shortages driving up wages. Now the energy crisis is, is exacerbating the problem directly through costs. But, it, uh, it, <laughs> but it's uh, the issues of fertilizer becoming too expensive and industrial greenhouse, uh, greenhouses getting turned off that is sowing the seeds, inappropriate pun intended, 
for the or of the 2022 crisis. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization's food price index is up more than 30% over the past year uh, at the end of October and not slowing down this month either. Here's the uh, index there. The UN uh, Food and Agri World Food Price Index. Coffee, a daily staple for many of us, provides one great example. Whereas there's been such damage to crops that it'll take several years to see the damage repaired. Arabica coffee beans, the main type, have doubled in price over the past year. Wheat is surging globally with negative supply stories mounting by the day. Milling wheat reached another record in Paris. And the International Grains Council warned last week that inv inventories across major exporters could fall to a nine-year low. That's something to bear in mind as tension mount on the Russia-Ukraine border, right? We haven't even talked about that. That's another issue now. Uh, two of the world's largest wheat producers. The Bloomberg Commodity Agriculture Subbing Index is up more than 80% from last year lows. Uh, the last such extreme surge was in 2010 to 11 and was partially blamed as a catalyst for the Arab Spring, a series of social uprising across much of the Arab world. Anyway, the, the food price index thing, uh, they mentioned the wheat, right? Here's out of the UK. Cost of a loaf of bread to soar 20% within weeks as wheat price rises, experts warns. More, here's the grains. Par uh, grains Paris wheat sets new record high as traders fret on world supplies, right? We talked about that too. We've seen a bunch of these stories. This is from... Uh, yesterday here. Paris wheat futures rose to new record peaks on Tuesday, while Chicago wheat consolidated near a nine-year high. As quality risks in Australia's harvest and a deteriorating um, and a deterioration in the U.S. growing condition kept attention uh, on tightening global supplies. So this is what they want, folks. This is what they want. The energy uh, issue, right? Uh, oil, gas, and then there's no transportation, then you, that's exacerbating the problem further, right? Biden is risking an oil price war. President Biden's move to release oil from a national stockpile may provide some short-term relief to drive paying uh, an average of $3.50 per gallon to fuel up. Gasoline prices have risen 50% during the last year, crimping the recovery of the pandemic downturn and infuriating drivers dropping more oil into the market will put downward pressure on gas prices. But there's a risk the move could backfire. Over the summer, Biden asked oil exporting nations in the Middle East and elsewhere to pump more oil. They declined. The nations belonging to the oil cartel, uh, OPEC, plus generally, uh, OPEC uh, plus, I guess it's the name, generally favor oil prices at $70 per barrel or higher a level that optimizes revenue for them. More production would lower prices, which are currently around $80 per barrel. Major oil producers such as Russia and Iran have no interest in doing Biden a favor. And even allies such as Saudi Arabia and Iraq want to maximize oil profits after a lean stretch in which prices fell as low as $20 per bar barrel. Remember that when it was, uh, they were paying, they were paying, uh, uh, People, not people, but other like businesses and industries to like take oil off of them. Um, they couldn't stock them anywhere. It was like too too expensive for them to house it. Well, well, this is the rubber band effect when when it's going in the opposite direction now, right? So here's a little bit on. Uh, here's a little bit on. Uh, more on the energy thing here. Let me play. Let me play you Biden first here, right? Of him just talk, because this is. This has to do with global food supply. We talked over the weekend. Again, check out that show. It's a very important segment on something called AIM for Climate, the agricultural 
I forget what, innovation um, management, uh, agric agricultural innovation management for climate. I think that's the abbreviation of AIM. AIM for the AIM for the climate. Bill Gates launched that during COP 20, uh, 26. He's a big player in this, of course. He controls most of the farmland now in the U.S. He's like a, the biggest farmland owner. They're talking about a reshuffle. Uh, the food supply chain with technology. They're going to use breakthrough seeds, as they call it, genetically modified things to homogenize the, the food production and what seeds are used and all this crazy shit, right? And then, of course, that ties into the green agenda, too, where they're seeking to do away with oil and gas without really having any replacements. Uh, sucking carbon out of the atmosphere. What do you think that's going to do to crops? You know, all this kind of crazy stuff, right? So here's Biden talking about how Despite this climate agenda that they have, which is even weaved into some of these uh, recent uh, bills that, the, that they're seeking to pass here, right? The, you have the uh, infrastructure bill first, and then you have the, I forget what the other one was called, the, the, the $3 trillion one. I think that's up for, for uh, a vote here soon, too. Uh, but this is what Biden said regarding inflated gas prices, not at all related to like the climate uh, alarmist efforts that they have. Listen to this. I also want to briefly address one myth about inflated gas prices. They're not due to environmental measures. My effort to combat climate change is not raising the price of gas or increasing its availability. It, what it's doing, it's increasing the availability of jobs. Jobs building electric cars like the one I drove at the GM Detroit, the GM factory in Detroit last week. For the hundreds of thousands of folks who brought one of those electric cars, they're going to save $800 to $1,000 in fuel costs this year. And we're going to put those savings within reach of more Americans and create jobs installing solar panels, batteries, electric heat pumps, jobs making those clean power generating devices. And by the way, clean deploying power these generating devices for each home where they're installed. Clean power generating devices. What, what is what is that? Can you explain what that is, please? You're talking about geothermal? Is that what you're? What is that? I like I like one of those a device that generates energy or power. <laughs> there is there is no maybe there is. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. It's like tucked away in some wooden box in like the Smithsonian somewhere, uh, or where, wherever some government you know massive underground bunker or something, a, a dumbs deep underground military base or something. They're doing away with nuclear. They're doing a gay with a gay. Yeah, I guess it's just a flip up for you. Away with gas, natural gas and stuff. And then you have the geopolitical game between Russia and and Europe and stuff, which will further exacerbate prices and all that stuff. I'm convinced that they just want to have a. If they could, they'd be just shut off the power overnight. That's it. Just no more power for you. It's too much carbon production. This is bad for the environment. We have nothing to replace it with. Remember, it's like it's just. Slightly colder temperature and the wind, uh, uh, all the wind uh, mills that they have just shut down. Th there's no no good storage for these solar farms that they want to have at this point, right? So completely in contradiction to that, this is what uh, Biden's energy secretary, uh, get on hold, I forget her first uh, first name, said regarding gas prices or rising gas prices, contradicting him and saying that well we need to get off of oil and gas. It, it, in other words, it is part of the climate agenda, and that's part of it. It's a transition. We're just transitioning. There's nothing to transition to, but, you know, have it. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising 
energy prices and we're working through we're working through an energy transition of course you and are. we've got to start by adding energy and the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas we recognize this this is a transition it's a transition <clears throat> so we'll get don't worry we'll get there we'll transition to something what, what what's that's going to be I, I don't know i have no idea right then mother's a state of uh, state of jefferson flag was that was that something was uh, showing in the background? We just have to look it up. State of Jefferson. That's the is that in Northern California or something? I'm a little fuzzy on that. I was googling it real quick, but I think I think that's what it is. If that's what you're referring to, but uh, I, I don't know what their flag looks like. Thank you, Dan Mother. Appreciate that. Uh, a white. Uh, yeah, I guess a follow up to the, the the chat that was cut off there. Um, I guess I'm just stumped on why these people would want to tear down Americans' founding fathers' statues. After all, they're the one. Uh, they are. The ones founded this great diverse nation for all. Well, they didn't, though. This is the thing. In in the rewrite, they try to argue that, right? In the re, in the rewriting of history, the gaslighting of history, as they try to push this Israel Zangwill, uh, the Zionist activist who tried to push this melting pot ideology. Um. That that that's the that's the new historical narrative, right? That's that's uh, that's a that's a lie. But they try to hoodwink you, gaslighting into thinking that that's the case, right? They know that the fa- the founding fathers uh, were essentially white nationalists. Here's the and I and I had this ready because I did a screenshot of it just the other day, just to to underline that point. A white regarding your chat that you're doing there. The Naturalization Act of 1790 said. It limited people to free white persons. So it's not not just men, it was women too. Free white persons of good character. Thus excluding Native Americans, indentured servants, slaves, free black people, and later Asians. Although free black people were allowed citizenship at the state level in a number of states. Right? So the melting pot is a is a hoax. Right? It's a it's a lie, it's an obfuscation. And here's the, the book cover. This is a play by a, uh, a Jew in England, Israel Zangwill, uh, called The Melting Pot, 1908. And that's when things started reshaping and reforming. So on one level, they know that these founding fathers uh, are, are, were essentially, at that time, white nationalists. When they, when they wrote E Pluribus Unum, they were talking about a, a, the people that they wanted in, in the U.S. to become one, right? A, a European people that could become, you know, united of sorts and, uh, and, and, a, and a new country and a new people kind of arose out of that, right? All this other stuff later. So th- this is why they're, te- they, so they lie to you about what they wanted and try to hoodwink you just in saying it's a multiracial, multicultural country, always has been that way, which is not true. But they still, as you say, rightly, take down the statues. So that's a contradiction by them, but they know the truth. And the leftists know the truth, right? And that's fine. They built a country for their people. So that's, all people around the world would do that. No one would show up to build a country for everyone else. No one has ever done that in history, and no one ever will do that in history. It's only white people that they can fool into something like this, right? Very dumb. Arne Jimson says, uh, it's hidden in the indie warehouses with the grail. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You remember that scene. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. That's actually a, this is a pretty true story. They actually have... Look into the Smithsonian. Apparently, they have a lot of inconvenient 
uh, archaeological finds at least. Now we're talking about energy devices, so maybe that's something different. But uh, uh, they do have a lot of things, apparently uh, giant bones and all kinds of fun things from, uh, called, what is it, Oop Arts Out of Place Artifacts? Oop Arts? Many shows on that in the archives. Check that out, by the way. Leaked um, Homeland, uh, sorry, leaked Department of Health and Human Services memo. Reveals Biden's admin they're seeking to strip Americans of religious protections. That's right. So the little time that you had to use religious protections, um, that is now going to be gone. I think they linked up the memo here too. Internal memo. Let me click in on that real quick. Here's the leaked memo. Um, oh, I forgot to play this one too, by the way. While, while you're struggle, struggling to uh, uh, to uh, to pay for food here, uh, Joe is going to go to uh, is going to go to the food kitchen. Um, Listen to this. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you and may God protect our troops. And I'm heading to a, a food kitchen to serve meals right now. Thank you for your time and effort. I'll have plenty of time to talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that confident walk. When will you answer our questions, sir? <laughs> he won't. He's going to the food kitchen. And uh, <clears throat> it's going to hand out food. Good on you. Uh, but, you know, on the upside, the billionaire economy is booming with private jets in short supply. Demand for super yachts, mansions, planes are soaring, driven up by cheap debt and rising wealth. That's right. They're, 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 we're doing fine. We're doing, hey, look, we're doing great. The pandemic and the lockdowns that was going to take care of the uh, of the bank bankers economy. Right. Remember all that stuff? Wish I had the. Don't I have the screenshot of the? Uh, let, let me see if I can find that real quick. I think here, here, here it is. Let me let me pull this in. This is uh, some of the wealth gained here recently uh, by some of our favorites uh, during the pandemic. Uh, how it started and how it's going. Here you can see the total net worth here transformation, right? Uh, from uh, twenty, uh, pretty pretty good gains here for Elon Musk, everyone's uh, favorite. Uh, uh, you know, favorite Steve, favorite steam valve, right? Twenty-seven billion to three hundred and thirty-eight billion. Uh, Jeff Bezos from one hundred and thirteen billion to two hundred and three billion. Bill Gates from ninety-eight billion to one hundred and thirty-seven billion. Got better catch up, Bill. What are you doing? Larry Ellison, who expected that? Oracle, the Oracle, Oracle guy, fifty-nine billion to one hundred and thirty-one point seven billion. Billion. Uh, one of the Google. Uh, Co-founders Larry Page, fifty from fifty point nine billion to one hundred and twenty six point nine billion. Billionaire economy is booming with private jets in short supply. <laughs> it's just like, like it, like it can't get any worse. All right, so. We're not going to be too much longer. We're going to wrap up here soon, but we can play a couple of more videos. Let's do this. Let's check down under because the situation there is quickly escalating. It's out of control. We've talked about Austria, van mandatory vaccines now by the, what is it, the end of the year? Or was it, uh, I was thinking it was February 2022 or something like that. They're trying to basically see if people will comply before they, I mean, what will happen? You, you tell me in Austria they're talking about garnishing wages, putting people in prison if they if they refuse to comply. At this point, it's something like sixty something percent in Austria they've taken the jab, and I assume the rest just don't want. They will refuse it. With a population of about nine million, that's what something like three, almost three million Austrians that you have to put in jail 
or go after, that's impossible. Hold the line. Stand your ground. They cannot do this. They will not do it. It's not going to work for them. Listen to this lunatic here. here he, he's a, the chief minister of the Northern Territories in not Austria, but Australia, Michael Gunner. The new measures that they imposed here is this a couple of days ago here now. Listen, listen to this here. They're, they're, they're using the military to haul people off to COVID quarantine camps now. Howard Springs Quarantine Facility. New, lo new hard lockdowns. You're not even allowed to go outside of the room. The government is now delivering food in this territory to your door because you're not allowed to go outside. Listen to this. As you know, last night we took an urgent action to escalate our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents of Binjari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law. Yes, these are strong measures, but the threat to lives is extreme. An expanded sure. rapid assessment team was deployed to Binjari and Rockhole last night to help with the hard lockdown begin the contact tracing work. A rapid response team, you know what that means. And provide as much support as possible to residents. This includes providing food and other essential items to residents. The effort undertaken by our teams last night and the cooperation of Binjari and Rockhole communities was nothing short of phenomenal. I want to especially mention the Worley staff member Peter and his team who facilitated this last night. They were exceptional, thank you. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Binjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel, as well as army trucks, to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts. And army trucks, army personnel as transporting the people that are having close contacts to people that have tested positive. What, with a, P, with a faulty PCR test? <laughs> this is absolutely incredible what's, what's happening down in Australia. Support the communities. <laughs> Insane. We're doing an assessment today of what extra resources we might need from the feds, and the Prime Minister is ready to help further. I thank him and the Australian government for that. Kimboso, it's incredible. I can't, I, can't, I mean, I can't, I can't believe it, right? I, I can't believe it. This is what I think this is. Is this the one what he said about? I, oh yeah, here's a reminder. I guess we could play this first here. Did I download the one? I hope I have that one where, he, where he, this same guy talks about anti vaxxers. He's like a lunatic, this guy. Here's a little reminder here. Is house this is the, uh, the Howard town. Springs Quarantine Center, right? In Darwin, in the Northern Territories. Let's just, so you can get a little glimpse here of some of the footage of what's, what it looks like.
That's a huge facility there now. That's crazy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Swimming pools just like <laughs> Oh, my God. This is, this is just so bizarre. Brought to you by Pfizer. That's right. Thank you, Level 88 Light. Appreciate that. Yeah, do they uh, do the pods have wooden doors? Is <laughs> Holy shit! What a timeline! What a timeline! They have their own currency, and they have a theater. Um, maybe even some roller coasters. Only this time is is real. <laughs> Allegedly. play that in the background while we uh, <clears throat> read a couple of other super chats here but there you go that's uh, that's australia our civilization is conquered they're locking people away uh you have contact traced with someone who allegedly tested positive or you're eventually and we know this these will be for unvaccinated people that's what that's where this is going folks it's this is never going to go away they will continue to use this for other purposes bill hoover says our enemies have used our civil liberties principle to divide and conquer us. Now, the, when those civil liberties are there to protect us, they will be ignored. That's right. A narco tyranny. To reference uh, the no religious exemption. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, you know, we, we used all these human rights and, you know, the Nuremberg trials and the code that came out of that for all these, you know, liberal policies and, you know, kind of the global homo type of agendas and stuff. And then once we've reached this peak now, which is totally total you know communism total marxist you know we're the kulaks now right uh oh some wonderful sights on the inside there then those things will be denied and ignored and now those things doesn't matter in fact in order to save democracy we'll have to lock up certain people and if they have the wrong opinion we have to come and arrest them if they posted the wrong thing online there you go we well we measured the west in this i think he said that in one of these uh clips we used too michael gunner the Northern Territories chief down in Oz, uh, he said, we measured the wastewater and he tested positive. So that means someone is in this community is positive. So we'll just, we'll quarantine all of you. We'll just, we'll just lock you all away, right? That's how crazy this is. <clears throat> Here's some footage of a woman actually climbing over the fence and trying to escape. Did you guys see this? I think it's crazy stuff. It's a short clip. Let me take that again. Look at this. They've had enough. They're climbing over the fence. They can't take it. That's it. They're out. Remember the clips we played of the people screaming and stuff too? Like banging the doors and they're just going insane in there? <laughs> it's, it's like absolutely crazy. <clears throat> RN Jim says, personal spacecraft and teleporters are becoming hard to find for these uh, seven people who can afford them. Hail Red Eyes, Godspeed, Aussieland, and happy, uh, happy f is it fat, fat Kids Day to all? Is that a different term for uh, <clears throat> uh, Halloween maybe? Thank you, RN Jim says. Appreciate that. Uh, also, follow-up of Arn Jimson says, is there a recently built chimney? Yeah, maybe we'll see when they, uh, maybe they will build ovens at some point to uh, <clears throat> to dispose of the all the bodies that died from COVID. But it wasn't totally because of the vaccine, though, right? 
Blastelizo says that Australian concentration camp is training wheels for the non-compliant in addition to being a big payday for whoever was given the contracts for it. Yeah, that, that's true. And I think more of those are going up in different parts too. One of them was being prepared for, um, I think, completion around Christmas. Maybe that this is the one. I think there are several. They have them now in Canada. They have them in different parts of the West specifically, right? Uh, so here's the here's the same guy. Listen to this talking about this anti-vax, his hatred for anti-vaxxers. This is uh, Michael Gunner here, same guy. If you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely, your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. If you campaign against the mandate. If you campaign against people being vaccinated in vulnerable settings, teachers in classrooms, I'll be really clear, at that point in time, people were actually supporting the idea of a teacher being unvaccinated in a remote community classroom with kids who cannot be vaccinated. I reject that, I still reject it. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. If you say pro-persuasion, stuff it, shove it. We are absolutely going to make sure as many Territorians as possible are vaccinated. That is our best protection against this thing. Maniac. And if you look at the Dodi that's come out since, that says if you double dose 80 in remote communities, five and up, I think you'll see our vaccine mandate is absolutely crucial to protecting lives, particularly Aboriginal lives. And I will never back away from supporting vaccines. And anyone out there who comes for the mandate, you are anti-vax. What's wrong with this guy? Brought to you by Pfizer. Lunatic, maniac, crazy individual. I don't know. Uh, Wise over on Odyssey. I'm not sure if the, maybe this was uh, Friday's show. I, I realize I missed a couple over there. So let me take those real quick here. Uh, so this could have been maybe the Friday show. Sorry if I missed those then. But Wise says it could be from today too. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday signed legislation in Brandon, Florida, protecting Florid Floridians from losing their jobs over coronavirus vaccine mandates. Well, that's good. Describing it as the strongest piece of legislation that's uh, been enacted anywhere in the country in this regard. That's, that's great. And leaves a link there. See when that's from. Is that to Thursday or Tuesday or something? Uh, 18th of November. So maybe this is a Friday chat. But thank you for that wise cranky cracker sent one. Uh, Red Ice, uh, let me see here. We have Peg and Bear too. White people, white people don't fight. I think that's, that's from today. Uh, they will lose lose it all. We are allowing it, so it will happen. Uh, too afraid to get called names. Our enemies have no reason to to stop. Uh, to stop. So no worries. Jesus is coming soon, and he'll fix it all. Yeah, I I I, I don't think anybody will show up. I I you know I don't mean to shit on anybody's faith here, and I'm I don't have a problem with Christians or whatever. I'm not a. I just don't think anybody will show up and do this for us. <clears throat> In fact, I know for a fact no one will show up and do this for us. In fact, if they do try to launch some kind of lead, religious spiritual leader like this in any capacity, if, if, if it was someone in any regard was recognized on an official level, it's like 99% it would be some kind of gay op. Isn't that what the Bible even talks about? The Antichrist showing up first or unify the world or fix it or something, right? Um, so that could be a danger in of itself. But yeah, I don't know. It's just... Um, I think you're being facetious, though, obviously, but, uh, you know, there's some people that, that think that. They're like, oh, no, it'll, it'll be fixed. Just believe or, you know, just, uh, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? Yeah, just believe or it's it's in God's hands kind of thing. And it might be in God's hands, but 
I think even if there was such a proposition on a spiritual level, he would help those who who help themselves. And it's your we have to have human hands and action to, <laughs> to stop this. No one's going to fix it. Anyway, thank you, Pagan Bear. There's this interesting discussion there, but unfortunately, there's some people that sit on their sit on their ass and they think this is going to be solved somehow without them stepping up and <clears throat> doing something about this. Tash says, I can't help but wonder if Epstein connections may have anything to do with all the leaders now going along with the pandemic and the vaxes. Possibly. Uh, it's very possible. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what come out of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, if anything at all. Um, Smiley Burden says, outrageous. That's right. Uh, Spike Vicious says, Australia is terrifying now. It sure is. Great stream, Eric. Thanks. Thank you. Hadrian was right. I appreciate that. Thank you for the uh, donor over on Odyssey. Let me do a couple more, then we're going to wrap up here. But... Uh, Check out this. This is the crazy Jacinda Arden, right? We've talked about her many times, uh, following up just a little bit further north in uh, New Zealand. Listen to what she had to say regarding all this madness here. And the, uh, and you're privileges if you're vaxxed. It's actually really straightforward. If you've got a vaccine pass, you can do everything. Basically, that's it. It's actually really straightforward. If you've got a vaccine pass, you can do everything. Basically, that's it. It's actually really... You can do everything. You can do just go along, just take the vax, and you can do everything. And then now, of course, that turned out not to be true because now we could have three shots to have your full vaccination status. And now it's, it's and then it's four and then it's five and then it's eight and then it's ten and then it's one every three months. Uh, MHT says, I think the stream on the member site uh, crashed and switched to a different link. Not sure this has happened with anyone else. Yeah, is that the VK one maybe? Is that an issue? <clears throat> Let me see if that's live still. I think that's might be going still. I think it started over. I think you're right. I think that might have dropped. Sorry about that. <clears throat> um, thank you for letting me know. I'm not sure why. The, yeah, the VK is going. Maybe some, issue, some issues over there. Those are re-upload uh, re to VK. Thank you for letting me know that does happen sometimes. It drops out or for a different reason. Maybe we're banned by VK. Who knows? All right. Um, <clears throat> Valet say, uh, says over on Entropy Stream, while I do believe that God will eventually bring history uh, to good end, that is no reason to be apathetic. And Christ himself says so. Black pills are not allowed. Uh, I agree. White pills for the chat. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good, uh, good take on the situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the, like, uh, if you believe in God, he, he helps those who help themselves, I would assume, right? Um, okay. Let me see which last one we should play here. I guess we can play this one. It's, it's so many booster shots. Fauci came out. It's very important, right? Do you guys see this one? Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tony Fauci here. And I want to talk to you quickly today about the new guidelines that just came out from the CDC and the FDA regarding COVID-19 booster shots. The great news is that now all adults are eligible for a COVID-19 booster shot. So who can get a booster? If you've received the Moderna or the Pfizer shot originally, you can now be eligible for a booster six months from the original shots that you got. If you got the J&J, &J, you're eligible two months since the time you got the original shot. Now, boosters are extremely important to help keep us safe. In fact, we believe that boosters will likely give you the highest level of protection yet. So go to vaccines.gov 
and look for getting an appointment for your booster shot. Have a wonderful instant. Okay, what, what did I say here? Thanksgiving with Brought you and to your you family. you by Pfizer. Have a, uh, you are allowed, what was it he said on one of the channels, you are allowed to go and celebrate Thanksgiving uh, if, you ha- if you're boosted. Uh, this is the last clip we'll play. Crazy stuff. Hong Kong quarantines 130 pilots stoking supply chain fears. It's like it's like they wanted this. Look at this uh, footage here. So I just arrived in my container where I have to stay for the next 21 days. 21 days? Um, Hong Kong. This is the view. Hong Kong, maybe. Two more containers. Where people are staying for a couple of weeks. He said, don't open that door. What do we have? We have... Comfy. 21 days. Now you heard her say, they said, don't open that door. I wonder what happens if she does open the door. (laughs) COVID um, police will come get you. That's... I want you to keep in mind the whole crew tested negative post-flight 21 days in this facility like this and basically the stuff that I had with me on my layover and that's it so this is all for there you go so that's uh, to keep you safe. 21 days in quarantine in Hong Kong. And these are, that sounded like a Dutch, uh, probably a stewardess or something like that on a plane. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, don't worry. Help is on its way. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, it for today. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, uh, today, whether you're tuning in live. Uh, thank you to those who uh, dropped some super chats today as well. I do appreciate that. We're going to be back with more here soon, of course. Uh, Friday, next up, Friday, uh, Flashback Friday as usual, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, midnight Central European time. That's when you can tune in. Um, hold the line. That's the last thing I can say here. Hold the line. Stand your ground. It's not over until it's over. And even when the current form of everything that we're in right now is is over or collapsed, there's still opportunity to build anew. And that's uh, that's what we have to look forward to here uh, of taking charge uh, once basically shit hits the fan. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to wrap up right there then. Uh, we'll see you next time. Let me find my outro here. And uh, yeah, keep fighting. Stay brave, everybody. Hold the line. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. See you later. Do you love red ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a red ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching 
looking for answers. They're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.